Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. You're listening to High Frequency Radio. I'm your host, Yusuf L. It is Monday, December 31st, 2018, broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. Happy New Year's Eve. About to go into that new year. Real quick announcement, if you're on the internet listening to this, uh, there is a chat room open. Uh, You may want to refresh your uh, browser or so forth. Chat room is open at the bottom of the screen that allows you to post comments on this show in real time. So if you want to, you know, post comments, you can. You have to log in, though. You have to log in. You can log in with your Facebook account uh, or whatever, you know. You don't have to go through a whole bunch of stuff, get an account and all that. Welcome, everyone. It's a continuation from yesterday's show. I know I said yesterday I'll be on at 9. I got in late yesterday, so I wasn't able to do the show late last night. But I'm here this morning to continue off where we left off. Call in numbers 424-222-5250. Press 1 on your phone if you want to speak to the host. Real quick, for the new year, I'm starting off my trust classes again. Just like I did, I did 22 trust classes. I'm doing just nothing but trust. I'm going trust because I just really think, you know, when you study trust law, it gives you a whole new set of eyes to see things with. You just see things differently than what you saw before. So I'm really going to start concentrating on that a lot more is on the trust law. It's dealing with trust. But anyway, phone lines open. Get my... uh, my little list thing together here. Let's see what we got here. All right, we're going to gallivant around the country, and we're going to start up in, let's start in Philly, 717 area code 9668. Your microphone is open. How you doing, Yusuf? I'm doing great, bro. How so, you doing? Oh, not too bad. So that uh, how to get on the do not detain list, I sent off for uh. the passport. Now, I, I did the opposite of what the uh, what the document said about putting your social in. So I figured I'd test it out. I got a response. They didn't outright deny it. No, they won't. They said, I, they, I, no, they should. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, finish. Yeah, they sent me a two-page document requesting the social. Now, on the DS-11 form, you you know about void for vagueness. Right, right. It says, if you go on the DS-11 form, there's a part that says, if you have never been issued an SSN, you must enter zeros in box number five. Now, I just looked at the wording of that. Now, most people today, who was issued the social? It wasn't you. It was your parents. Your parents filled out the form. So they leave that right there because they need your consent. So I'm going to inquire. I'm going to use that to inquire and say I've never personally been issued from the Social Security Administration a SSM. 
that's a contract between the Social Security Administration and someone else. You know, uh, Lighthouse Club has a video on YouTube about this as well, and I watched it. It was pretty interesting. A gentleman had a um, thing on there where he, um, what, they, what they do is they, they submit an explanation along with their application about certain things on the application. Um, another gentleman, um, I read what he did. He got his, and because you know when when I did it, they did the same thing to me. They sent something from uh, the attorney. They didn't deny it. They didn't deny it. Um, they wanted some uh, additional information, and they give you like thirty days to provide it or something like that. And um, ninety, ninety day. Okay, you got to go back and forth with that attorney. Okay, with their that yeah. attorney and everything. And um, you got to all this stuff that we learned. That's what you got to use to get uh, to get them to approve it. You know, so that, that dude, I learned that from that dude. He went back and forth. He said he kept going back and forth. He went back and forth with the attorney about two or three times. And they finally sent it to him. Now, here's a question for you. Now, me and you've talked about my wife's long form birth certificate. She's got the. Uh, she was born abroad. She's got the consular's certificate of birth, and they right. will not authenticate that. Um, now, when it comes to a state citizen passport, I got a friend of mine that used to be in the Army Corps of Engineers, so he shared a lot of information with me that goes all the way back to Lincoln with the Army Corps of Engineers. They are the go-between on the civil between the people and the government since. Um, Abraham Lincoln declared martial law, and it's never been revoked, right? That's a matter of fact, that's discussed in um, Law Redemption in Court that I posted on YouTube. They talk about the Army Corps of Engineers in that document. But go ahead. Yes. Now, I, I inquired to him about it. I said, now, the, the interesting thing on this state citizen passport is if you go by birthright, my wife would be a German. Okay, because she was born abroad when her dad was her dad was stationed in Germany. Mm-hmm. I said, but to get a state citizen passport, what would she do? He says he don't know for sure, but wherever, whatever state when they came back, and the father and his her father was stationed at, that would be the state citizenship if you go through the process. But he said I'm not 100 percent sure. I figured that would be something worth researching if you don't know the answer. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I couldn't tell you the answer to that one. You know, it's like it's a lot of like now she was born abroad. I mean, of course, they're not going to they're not going to authenticate a birth certificate. They didn't issue. I mean, that don't make sense. They're not going to authenticate it. They didn't issue it, you know, or none of their uh, uh, instrumentalities issued it. So, yeah, I wouldn't authenticate it either. But. Um, I couldn't answer that for you. You know, it's a lot of foreigners, people from Canada. I get questions from other countries. Can we do the same thing in this country? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, All I know is this is what I do know. I know that I got listeners in other countries, and they tell me the same thing. They go down to the UC. They got UCC offices in their country, and they go through the exact same thing, problems and everything that we have in this country. Because everywhere – Everywhere there's a central bank, the country's been bankrupted, and they're all, they're operating off the same system. 
It's the same system yeah, all over the planet. Now, there was a guy that run, in Australia that runs a YouTube channel, Justinian Deception, I think is what it's titled. Yeah, I've seen I him. His video, yeah, and I've watched a few of his videos, and I'm like, that's what I've been telling people. they got the same exact system everywhere they yeah. got a central bank. I got listeners in Japan tell me the same thing, China, New Zealand, uh, Canada, Australia, um, Africa, uh, where else? I got, you know, I done got messages from all over the world. They all say the same thing. Now, now here's a thought process that I do not know if anything is out there. Now, we all know the states are foreign to the federal government and foreign to each other. They're foreign countries, okay? Why why couldn't there be a process to get, for lack of better terms, nationalization in a state? Well, you know, the thing is, it's real easy. U.S. citizenship is a congressionally created citizenship. That's, That's right. Well, just be created by Congress. All right. Congress are public servants. Yeah, you got to look at the principle. Here's the principle behind that. They are the servants. We are the masters. We delegated authority to them. Okay, they can't delegate anything to you. All right. The original yeah. intent of the 14th Amendment, U.S. citizenship, was to create a citizenship for what they say slaves. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So it should be very easy for anybody to write something to these people, let them know, look, this is a congressionally uh, created citizenship. And you tell me why I am obligated to be a U.S. citizen and I'm born in this country within this state and why I have and the original intent and spirit of this citizenship was for X, Y and Z. And that that doesn't apply to me. Explain it to me. A U.S. citizenship is the congressionally. You can cite, you know, uh, if you want to, you know, uh, uh, with Susan B. Anthony versus the United States or whatever. You know, there's plenty of uh, case law out there to support that. You always put cites. When you write anything to them, you put your um, case law in there and show them, you know, the evidence of what you're talking about. Because, see, what they're doing is they're testing you. Everything is a test. Everything, because you coming out of U.S. citizenship is destroying their tax base. All right, that's with anything. It's about taxes. When you look at filing the UCC one, the Attorney General letter opinion is uh, when you go down there and they deny you, they're going to hand you a letter. It's going to be a form. It's going to be a, like a, a boilerplate document, not signed by anyone. And this one is going to be it's going to be the Attorney opinion, Attorney General opinion. And in that opinion is basically these are people that don't want to pay taxes. Their whole thing is about taxes, and this is what y'all got to understand. They, there is a principle that the public is going to defend itself. When you listen to a police officer, he say, he say uh, we represent the public. And people think that that's talking about them. It's not talking about you. Okay? They are going to keep the public going. You destroying their tax base and all that, you are destroying the public. And it's like, it's like anything with anything has a uh, uh, self-defense mechanism. Their self-defense bank. Now, they don't have any inherent right to prevent you from doing that because it's a free will country, but they're going to make you jump through a lot of hoops and ask you questions to see whether or not you're just not regurgitating or echoing something you heard off of the Internet, that you've done the requisite study, and you can demonstrate that you understand exactly what your status is. And that's what people don't understand. People just want to follow some up. You know, like the reason I, I posted Copper Moonshine Steel, all right, just so everybody will know, it's because people out there, 
doing do not detain list webinar. They got that from that guy. That guy had been had that on there about goddamn 10, 15 years. That's how long is that website has been up. I've, I've been knowing about that ever since 2000. I've been knowing about it at least since 2010 myself. That's when I first read it. And so other people were going over there reading it and creating their own little system and everything. Okay, so I was like, man, y'all, why don't y'all give this guy his credit? Give this guy his credit. He's the one who put out this information. And they weren't. So I didn't take no credit for it. I read it exactly like it was on the paper. Okay, and made a video off of it. I did not know it was going to go that viral. Some of those videos I do, I didn't know it was going to go that viral. You know, like how you sign your signature without liability. I know it's going to get 200,000 views. You know, so some of them I didn't know it was going to happen, but I just put it out there so people would know. I say, look, this is where the information came from. It came from this guy's website, you know, and uh, that was the intent of me posting the information. Because if you know, I didn't do anything. I didn't add, I didn't ad lib or had nothing of my own in there. I just did exactly what oh, dude did. has on that website. Yeah, I did it just like that, because that's his stuff, you know, and I give him cre- yeah. credit for it. But, see, I'm in this business, well, and I see what these, these gurus are doing. They're trying to act like do not detain this, like they created this shit. You didn't create that shit, you know? <laughs> they, <laughs> you they, may adapt to, they may adapt it like, like you said. They did adapt it. They, yeah, yeah, they adapted they, but, at, at their own stuff. Yeah, yeah. they adapted at their own stuff. Now, a lot of people don't know. If you go back to the Fourteenth Amendment, now in natural law, you got a thing called transfer of property. I mean, it's a simple principle. If I say you fail, I mean, I don't want my iPhone no more. You want to buy it fifty bucks, you can have it. And you say, oh hell yeah, that's iPhone X. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. What I what I do? It's it's uh, consideration and acceptance. You just transferred property. A lot of people don't know that they when they so-called abolished slavery, that they actually paid the slave owners $300 a head. So what, what actually happened was a transfer of property. And the slaves became the property of the federal government, and the federal government can, can regulate their property that they see fit. And then in 1933, they needed to get us to go into contract to become their property and it's what I tell people. I said, they're not taking our rights. It's your lack of knowledge. You're giving them up. I say that all the time. I say that, you know, I'm going to tell you this. Um, when I first started, I used to listen to a lot of gurus. But when I started doing my own research, I lost a lot of respect for a lot of gurus. I just thought that there are um, a lot of, uh, you know, gurus that people, you know, put on this pedestal and so forth. I don't respect them because I think their research is half-assed. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, it's like, uh, you know, like what you just said, you know, like everybody said, well, government's doing fraud. Government's not doing fraud. I, everything is a matter of public record. Uh, they put everything, they put every, every time I'm researching something, I can find it. I can find it. You know, it's like, if you're willing, like even, even with this secret treasury trust account, I haven't done this yet, but there's a guy. He got sick and tired of everything, and he went and researched just all of Title 26 and found the answer. Because It's my opinion that the Federal Reserve Act is a trust document and that the, uh, the uh, IRS code is like um, the, um, man- how they manage the trust and everything and all the information. You go and read the IRS. Like I was a part of a group in 2010, 
and uh, when back when they were doing money orders to discharge debt, and it was working. And what where they got that from? They got it from the IRS employee manual. Okay, so people mm-hmm. always ask me, well, can we use a promissory note? Well, it tells you in the IRS manual they don't accept promissory notes. The only thing they accept is bills of exchange. And if you look in there, if they receive a bill of exchange, they're going to send it to the Treasury Department. And if they're sending something to the Treasury Department, you have to authorize them to settle your account, like it tells you to do in creditors and their bonds, and you should have a, bo- a bond on deposit with the Treasury Department. It's right there in the employee manual of the IRS. It's right there in the manual. They, they tell you everything. <laughs> they tell you everything. Yeah, they don't hide nothing. Uh, Eon, I know you know Eon. He's got yeah. a lot of respect for you. He occasionally mentions you in his videos. Have yeah, you I, been I, looking I respect, what he's been talking about lately? Yeah, uh, yeah, I've been following Bert for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I met uh, met up with um, when Bert got locked up. I um, actually had a conversation with his friend who kept his uh, page running while he was gone. And we were just discussing some stuff. And, uh, you know, I got, like I said, I got respect for a lot of guys who put in work. You know, he puts in work. Okay. Obviously, he puts in work. Very little compensation. We don't get a lot of compensation for what we do. A lot of people think we get rich selling webinars and things like that. We basically can cover our expenses. That's about it. We're not enriching yeah. ourselves or anything like that. You know, it's like, you know, they think we're getting rich. We would prefer donations. Tell you the truth, because okay, look at what uh, other research groups do. When you look at uh, the government, they operate off donations. Their research groups operate off donations. Okay, they have think tanks and so forth that they donate for. Okay, they have foundations for them, things like that. You should be doing the same thing for us. We're your group. We we're the ones that I got our feet on the ground going out to reading books. Is most of y'all are not going to read these books and look up these words and things like that. Y'all should. We put a donation link. Under a video, donate for us, and we'll put up, we'll put as much free stuff on the internet as you want. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like that. We need the time to be able to go and read. Because we will read, we will read, we will study. We're the kind of people. That's what we love to do. That's what our passion is. So we'll go and research this stuff. But we got to do business and all this stuff too, and all. Well, I don't, even, I don't even want to be fucking with business like that. Tell you the truth, I'd rather be spending the majority of my time researching this and bringing y'all information because that's what I enjoy. I love doing. And that's what he loves doing. And there's a lot of other guys on the internet too. They think, well, we're just running a business. No, you're not running a business. This is what these guys love to do. They have a passion for it. Because when you discover the truth, I know that's what happened to me. You know, I was not in no, I never in a million years thought I'd be a radio host, thought I'd be doing videos. I wasn't thinking about none of this shit. None of it. It was so far away from my mind. I, you know, I wasn't thinking about any of this. And when I learned the truth, it sparked something in me. And I, it's hard to, it's just hard to explain. It's like, man, what? You know, I was like, and it, it just sparked something in me that keeps you going. People think you're going to do something like this for 15 years just to like deceive people or something. Nah, you're not going to do that, you know? And that's why the videos I'm coming out with now, I'm kind of doing them in a way to let people feel what I do, how I read it, how I look up a word, where I go and cross-reference it, you know, and things like that. Because what I discovered also is that the game is not, or at least for me right now, is not to give you a remedy. It's to help you learn so you can discover your own remedy. Because that's how this was originally intended to be. It's not about people peddling remedies. It's about educating you to a point 
where you can see your own remedies. You got to be able to be educate yourself in this. This is not a game for people who just want other people to do paperwork for them. It's not. It's just not. You know, I did all of that. I'm, I'm telling you from experience. I started. Yeah, let me do your paperwork for you. Pay pay me to do your paperwork and all that kind of. I started there, and it's like, nah. You do paperwork for somebody, they be holding something in their hand. They don't even know what to fucking do with it. And you're like, I don't know. What, okay, I got all this from you. What do I do with it? You know, it's like, and people pay twenty five hundred dollars somebody to do some paperwork. They don't know what to do. So I'm into teaching, explaining what all this shit means. You know, that's my niche. It's like, look, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna teach you what all this shit means. But go ahead. Well, the reason why I brought up Eon was right now he's going through this thing. There's these group of guys. I don't know if you heard about them. Uh, Bradley Christopher Starks. No, I haven't heard of them. Guys that went through, do you remember when Eric Holder resigned and nobody knew why? I do remember that. I do remember that. Rumor has it, and it looks like a credible rumor. Bradley Christopher Starks and a bunch of guys went to federal prison. And while they were in there, they did like like you talk about. They were studying law, and they figured out arbitration. They figured out the rules to the game. And they hemmed up the United States for about $20 billion. And Congress did a private law ruling and pay, and compensated them for their damages. And that's what Eon's been going over. He's been chasing the documents left and right. And it is absolutely amazing. I went on Westlaw, and I looked up the guy's name. Uh, and there's some... Not much material, but there are there is some, and there, it's, it's mind blowing. And that's something like that's why I'm always mentioning one man out because the people in prison, like a lot of guys, this is what I don't know if people know this, like Winston Shroud and a lot of other cats. A lot of the information they were getting from people from in prison. See, in the prison, when you yeah. go in federal prison, and when you go in federal prison, it's a lot of people who know this information, right? And they are the ones that have have all the time really to do a lot of research you know the ones that are really dedicated to it i mean this is when i first got introduced to it you know somebody first time i ever heard anything about this somebody handed me cracking the code but it, i was in jail you know and i was like what is this stuff right here you know i'm like what is this and um the thing is is that what i see though with some guys in there here's the thing here's the thing though the thing that separates i think the real guys who are real good or not is the ones that really understand the difference between public and private. You know, because you can be studying this, a lot of the information, even like with cracking the code, cracking the code don't explain it to you. You know, it don't explain the difference between public and private. And you guys can have knowledge and not be very good teachers. You know, having knowledge doesn't make you a very good teacher also. You can be a very, you can be know this shit inside and out, but not be able to explain it to the layman in a way that they will understand. So, you know, these are the things we're dealing with in this. You know, I got I got respect for a lot of guys that got knowledge and everything, but they they're not good teachers and so forth. And um that is what I see with it. Like with a lot of guys in jail, I said, Well, you know all this stuff why he can't get out of jail. Well, that's it. That demarcation line between public and private. And also when you get in jail, it's a very difficult to get out of jail. They they um getting out of jail is not easy. You gotta understand that they they, when you get in jail, you can understand how they've been able to keep this secret. They are so organized. When they know that you know this information, they can keep you isolated, separated from everybody else. 
you know, because everything is controlled mm-hmm. movement. I mean, it's just, you know, that's why people don't understand, well, how you get all this stuff, you keep all this stuff secret. Man, when you get inside, you'll understand very well how they keep it secret. They bring you to court. Ain't nobody in there. Ain't nobody in there. They brought me to court one time, and um, they had about 20 attorneys in there sitting in the uh, sitting in the, uh, in the jury section. And they had a class going on, and they were studying me. They called me a loose cannon. They say he's a loose cannon and everything. So they brought me to court. And th- on this particular day, when they were bringing me to court, it was a hearing to see if I needed to have a psychological evaluation. And, I, and what I did, I came in prepared for it. So I had, because uh, I'll always check the docket sheet. So they'll put it on the docket sheet. This is why I tell guys, always check your docket sheet. Because you can find out what they're going to throw at you by checking the docket sheet. So I'm looking at the docket sheet. I say, oh, they got a hearing schedule for me coming up in about two weeks for a psychological evaluation. So I went to the law library and studied everything on psychological evaluation. Because guys will be in there. They'll sit, they'll sit undercovers in there telling you, oh, they're going to drug you up. Man, come on, do whatever these people tell you, man, because they find you crazy. They're going to drug you up. And, you know, and I know a lot of people, they ain't never came back from that. So you're going to have be having people saying that to you. But I don't be going off of fear tactics. I go and study what the law says, what they have to do. And they're only going to drug you up if, if, you can, if you constitute a danger to yourself or somebody else. And then they got uh, time limits where they can keep you in the hospital, like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and things like that. They were keeping me for 30 days for an examination. Okay. Well, all I had to do is demonstrate I wasn't a threat to myself or anyone else. So I go into the courtroom. And, you know, he's like, uh, they got all these attorneys in there watching me. You know, they, you know, I got, like, I walk in, it's some weird shit. This is what people don't understand. They don't understand these motherfuckers are off the chain. You don't, that ain't nothing like what y'all see on TV. It ain't no, nothing like not. you see on TV. My nothing. wife, my wife, my wife don't care about learning this legal stuff. She leaves it up to me, right? But she told my dad the other day. Uh, about a month ago, she's have dad said, "What do you think about all this stuff with Brian? What he's doing?" And she said, "I don't know, but I think he's on to something because the other side is acting really strange. They're they're acting like that's they've never first, acted that, before." That's your first clue. The reason they act really strange is because they can't do whatever they want to do. All right. If they could do whatever they want to do, you could go in court and say anything, and they wouldn't even respond to it. They would just be. Like, whatever, motherfucker, go to jail. But if you go into Remember court... Remember those GSA bonds? Yeah, those GSA... That's the first time... Listen, my first time using GSA bonds, I gave them to a federal judge. I, okay, what they did was I was representing myself. They gave me standby counsel. Okay, so the, the, ju- the, 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 the DA sent, like, two boxes of discovery to my cell to scare me. Yeah, here's all the evidence mm-hmm. we got against you. There's, like, two boxes. And she sent this to me like, like three days for my for my my hearing. Okay, I'm in solitary confinement. They sent it to me, and then she wrote me an email, and then the goddamn guard uh, printed out the email and brought it to me in my cell. Now, who've ever heard of that? Who've ever heard no, of that? That's ex parte uh, communication. That's ex parte communication. So the DA. So, and this was my counselor sent it. The counselor gave it to, she sent it to the counselor, and the counselor gave it one of the guards. I'm in, I'm in the law library. He sent me a goddamn printout letter from the damn DA, uh, 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 a letter to me, addressed to me. When I went back to my cell, when I came back out, 
I took all that two boxes of Discovery and threw that shit in the trash because number one, I didn't want it infecting my mind because they want to make you afraid and shit. I just threw the shit in the trash. It don't matter no way. Now that shit matter. Throw that shit in the trash. I threw it in the trash. Now, uh, all I can't hold on. All I can't. Okay. All I came to court with were GSA bonds. I had the Miller Act bonds because these are feds. I didn't use their standard GA. I didn't use the 27, uh, 25, uh, 24, 25, and 25A. These are 273, 274, 275. I had um, I had an international bill of exchange. I had an affidavit of individual surety, and um, and I had an affidavit of truth. That's all I came to court with. That's all I came to court with. I come to court with anything else. She took them GSA bonds. When I gave her them fucking GSA, okay, and here's how, and let me tell y'all how, she just didn't take them off the rip. What they will do, they're going to test you. This is what people understand. You always going to get tested. Ain't nobody kissing your ass. Nobody's bending over for you. They're going to test you. You're always 100 fucking percent of the time your bitch ass is going to get tested. Yep. Nobody, I don't give a fuck what remedy you got. You listen to a motherfucker that ain't been locked up if you want to. I'm telling you from experience. Anybody knows who's been through this know what I'm talking about. They're going to test you. To see what you know. They don't give a fuck about your paperwork. You ain't lying because you told me to keep you informed on what they've been doing when I filed those GSA bonds. So, remember last time I told you that that immediately my the attorney filed to be removed from the case, right? They always do that. He, they go point him by he got remo- by he, Yeah, he uh he did get removed. And um, if he got removed, no, there's not been a paper, uh, an order that's ever been handed to me that he's been removed, okay? You need to check your, you wait, hold been, on. Hold on, you need to check your discovery. I, it should be a paper filed in there. Get a copy of your incompleted discovery. I got a copy of my discovery every, I ordered a copy of my discovery from the clerk. I'm in jail doing this probably about every month at least. Right, cause, or if you know the document number, ask for a copy of that document number. But you always got to – I'd write the clerk and say, send me a copy of my docket sheet. Right? She sent me my so, docket sheet. When I got out of jail, I went and took the clerk flowers. Let me just tell you all what kind of person I am. Because everything I asked her for, she sent to me. Because I'm in jail. I'm in a cell. So I'd write her a letter. This is why motherfuckers – I don't give motherfuckers a lot of leeway. Because, motherfucker, I was in jail doing this shit. Y'all motherfuckers free. And you can't even take your ass on the internet and look up your docket. Some states let you look up the docket sheet for free. Some make you get an account, but all of them have to give you a one for you entitled to a free copy of discovery. You ain't got to get an attorney to go get it. Take your ass down. It's public, it's public record. Take your ass down there and get a copy of it. Now they've, they've, they've since then sent me, an affidavit of fi- uh, financial responsibility, a notice of conference, and now they've sent a notice of um, inquisition, which means I'm uh, only interested right now in the affidavit of acquisition. You got to put in a counter affidavit to that. 
I ain't, they haven't even. I'm getting ready to. I'm getting ready to ask for the affidavit. That's what I'm getting ready to ask for. You got to ask that. You ask for a copy of it. You ask for. You ask for a copy of that affidavit. You put it. Anytime they put in an affidavit, you put in an affidavit. Because the unrebutted affidavit stands as truth. Stands as true. Yep. So, no, I'm getting ready to respond to what they sent, because what you said is they're going to test you. So what they did is they sent me an affidavit to fill out on a financial responsibility, because you know what they say? Well, we need to see if we're going to appoint you new counsel. So they want you to waive your Fifth Amendment right and disclose all this information. First of all, and first I'm like, of all here, hold on, hold on. First of all, allow them to appoint you new counsel. Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. You cannot. They, you will never get an opportunity to, to talk directly with the DA or the assistant yeah. DA. I your 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 public defender can. You gotta understand the pub, You gotta understand what a public defender is. A public defender ain't shit but a mouthpiece. That's why they don't do shit because you ain't gave him no instructions. Uh, send that motherfucker an attorney letter of instruction telling you what he wanted. You tell him I want you to escrow your bar certificate and this is what I need you to do. I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Do exactly what I tell you to do, okay? And if he don't want to do that, if he, because uh, this is how you do it, you go into court, because they'll tell you anything outside of the court. What they tell you outside of the court don't mean shit. It's what happens when you get in that courtroom. When you go in that courtroom, you look over at him, okay, you got that attorney letter of instruction, you finna do what I tell you to do, I give him one chance to say yes, sir. If you don't say fucking yes, sir, I stand up, excuse me, your honor, Counsel is refusing to follow my instructions. Therefore, counsel is no longer necessary. Counsel is hereby fired for the record. I'll be taking over. And here, and then I read the instructions that I had for him and make them a part of the record. You got to make everything. See, that's a dishonor. And you make their dishonor a part of the public record. I don't fuck around yes. with no goddamn fucking uh, uh, public defender. You know, you do what they, 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 they do what you tell them to do. Okay, they ain't going to do shit. If you leave them to their own device, that's why everybody want to fire them. Because they ain't going to do shit. Yeah, they ain't going to do shit, motherfucker. They're not there to, they not there to do something. They're there to fight, do what you tell them to do. Because they're in the public. You're in the private. Yeah. Okay, when you're in the private, this is why they tell you don't speak. When you uh, be talking to them, they say, don't say nothing. We go in there and don't talk. Okay, don't talk. They'll emphasize that shit. And they're absolutely right. Motherfucker, I'm representing the defendant. I'm the one who put in a notice of entry of appearance. You ain't made an appearance in this case. There's no notice of entry appearance on the goddamn file for you. There is one for this damn public defender. An appearance, there are a lot of ways you can make an appearance. You can make an appearance by answering questions from the judge. You can make an appearance by make, uh, filing a motion. Or you can file a notice of entry of appearance. But you don't need to appear because the private, that's why they, why do you think they call it an appearance? Because you're on the private side and they can't see or hear you until you make an appearance. Mm-hmm. So right now that's where we're at and I gotta, I'm getting ready to send off a response to their, uh, their request to fill out documents because there's nothing been ordered. You know what I'm saying? It's all requests. A request, yeah, you don't have to do that. I wouldn't fill out a goddamn thing. That's a test. They trying to see if, well, if you're gonna do their instructions. I'm not, I don't fill out a goddamn thing. I didn't fill out shit. I'm not filling out no form of papyrus. Okay, form of papyrus. Okay, you basically filling out an affidavit saying you broke. 
Motherfucker, I'm the creditor. I'm not broke. I'm the creditor. I'm not feeling out no goddamn form of pauperous. I didn't seen all these little tests that they talking about. I didn't went through all this shit. Ain't nothing y'all can tell me. I didn't mm-hmm. seen all of it. Okay? No, you don't follow none of their directives. All right? No. You, you're either there on their matter or you're in there on your matter. I don't give a fuck what's on the docket sheet, what they call it. Every time I go in that fucking courtroom, we are here to discuss what I want to talk about, not what you motherfuckers want to talk about. What I want to talk about today is I need full settlement and closure on this damn matter. Y'all walking. As soon as somebody speaks, do you have a claim against me, sir? Because the only people who can speak in that goddamn courtroom are anybody who got a claim. And if you ain't got a goddamn claim, shut the fuck up. Now, is that clear enough? I, I, is that clear enough? I will, I will tell the audience this. What you said earlier about reading. Now, I drive a truck, so my time to read is hard. But I have an iPhone. And there's a wonderful app called Voice Dream. It will read PDF documents to you. Yeah. So these books like Yusuf L, I I have it read them to me while I'm going down the road. Yeah, you know, I I, I know that. I kind of like, the reason I did audio books is because, you know, I can do documents in there. And, you know, I'm making audio books for people and everything. Uh, but you're right. They, you do have things you can read for yourself, but you should. Because I know, I understood. I had to come to the conclusion after years of telling people to read shit. I said, people ain't going to read this shit. Because I'll tell somebody to read something, and they'll come and ask me a question that the answer is in the document I just told them to read. So I'm like, ah, damn, you know, did I tell you to read this? I just told you to read it. And you didn't read it, but you're coming and asking me a question in this document I just told you to read. So I said, okay, let me read it for you. Then when I read it, everybody will say, oh, my God, I can't believe how great this is. I'm not going to tell you to read this shit for the last five years. I mean, if, you, if your schedule's busy, but you've got time to listen to audiobooks, get the apps. The apps will read them to you. And on the weekends when I'm parked, I usually have to do a 34-hour restart every weekend. I can spend a couple hours reading on the weekend actually reading it myself. So I'll take notes. I got a notepad so I know, okay, I need to go back and look at this. So when I stop on the weekend, I'll go back and look at something to go a little deeper. But, yeah, if you ain't making a video for me to listen to, I'll take the documents you talk about have my phone read them to me yeah i got another one i'm about to post um i'm just about finished with it it'll probably go up today sometime i got another one i'm doing for the moors i'm doing this one for the moors but it's for everybody everybody can read it but yeah. uh uh it applies to everybody but it's a more who did it so I'm, I'm i'm gonna do that and everything because it's one of the original documents i read you know it really confused me i'm gonna tell you what confused the hell out of me what confused the hell out of me is when I started getting t- attacked by Moors for the UCC, you know, and, you know, Taj Tariq Bay came out with some shit, talking about nationality and all this. And I'm like, and what the fuck are y'all doing? I learned, I learned all this shit from Moors. That fucked me up. I was like, what are y'all talking about? I learned all this shit from my Moors. This one introduced me to this shit. After I get attacked by the Moors community, I'm like, motherfucker, what are y'all talking about? What, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? This is how I got there. Why do you think I call my name Yusuf L, motherfucker? 
That's where I got it from. That's where I got introduced to it from. Moors. And then so it's but it's a whole new generation. They are like making this nationality. Nationality ain't got shit to do with the UCC. It's business. It's called the uniform commercial code, motherfucker. I'm just saying. I know he he can't hear he, he say this motherfucker off the chain. I know I am. I'm in I'm in I'm in a rare mode today. Because I'm trying to tell you. I can't even believe some of the things I'm hearing out there from y'all. It's like, what are you talking about? So I gotta put all this stuff out, spend all my time and everything, explaining all this to everybody. Two I'm going to take a break real quick. I'll be back in about three minutes. Your number one source for knowledge in the information age. High Frequency Radio Network. Let me give you one piece of advice. Be honest. He knows more than you can imagine. At last. <laughs> Welcome, Neo. As you no doubt have guessed, I am Morpheus. It's an honor to meet you. No. The honor is mine. Please, come. Sit. I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole? Hmm? could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate, Neil? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. I know exactly what you mean. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Matrix. Do you want to know what it is? 
The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window, or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. You're listening to Rules to the Game with your host, Yusuf L. Exclusively on High Frequency Radio Network, the baddest radio network on the planet. All right, John, back. Peace, peace, peace. Let me get back on this phone line. I had to go sit down, sit down for a second. My blood pressure was going up. Let me dip over to Texas real quick. 254-2991. You're on the line. What's on your mind? Oh, man. What's up? How you doing, my brother? What's going on, bro? What's happening? Man, man. First, I want to say thank you for what you do for us. I'm a little starstruck. I've been trying to get in contact with you for a long time, my brother. You know, and thank you for helping us uh, uh, pretty much get out the matrix and see what's going on. Uh, my issue is, uh, so I've been I've been watching the dealing with presentments section on uh, right. YouTube. So. <clears throat> I know everything is a test. So I sent some paperwork in. It's dealing with foreclosure, right? So I filed a bankruptcy. I'm in the state of Texas, right? Filed bankruptcy. Um, Texas Property Code 41.001 says that your homestead is exempt property and a bankruptcy. So I had... I went through, I filed the whole nine. I'm talking about I was dead broke. I'm doing my research. I don't know how to do nothing, you know. So I went down to a lawyer, and I was like, hey, you know, I need to file a bankruptcy. They was like, well, you know, you're going to have to pay us before we file anything. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, if I had the money to pay y'all, I could have just paid, you know, these people. So I went through. I found all the paperwork. I turned it in. I went down to Austin. I filed it in the federal court building, got my discharge. So from what I understand in studying the trust law, you know, and I'm new to this now. So in studying the trust law, my trustee, henceforth, trust, right, put everything in a trust. It should be a pure trust, Massachusetts trust, whatever you want to call it. It should be untouchable. So time go by, about a year later, about last year sometime, uh, I get a letter uh, at my door, and it's this dude. He was like, "I bought your house in a bankruptcy," and I was like, "Bro, I mean, in a in a foreclosure auction." I was like, "Well, even if you did, it's an invalid sale because that property was encumbrance in a bankruptcy." Right. There's like, automatic. So the whole, there's automatic right. stay that gets put on in place once you file a bankruptcy. So yeah, that's correct. Right. So I I went down to the courthouses, Justice of Peace Court. And they was like, well, we're going to uh, 
ruled in his favor. And I was like, well, the sale was fraudulent to begin with. You know, he has a contract with Bell County, not myself. So he should be going after them. And I went down. I had my discharge paperwork. I told the, the judge, I was like, hey, you know, uh, the, the trustee didn't liquidate any of these assets because it was below uh it was it was encompassed in the in the bankruptcy, so it was like okay, uh, well we're gonna rule against him. So I filed my appeal paper. I didn't use no uh, Federal Reserve notes or anything. So I'm like, hey, cool. We get to the uh, county court. County court was like, well we're gonna rule in his favor, and I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But at this point in time, I'm defending myself now. But I wasn't really as I didn't I didn't even know about public and private until like I want to say about, people, about two months ago. Most people don't. Most people don't, you and, know, but and, and I was I was following your deal like once I found your deal and I was like, man, this is the holy grail. This is what I needed the entire time. So so I'm going through this whole little deal or whatever. So now they rule against me. So now it's in the, the, the appeals court. And uh, they first went to one, then they changed it to another, and then they changed it to another. And I'm like, what are they doing? You know, like now it's all starting to click. They're trying to put me in a place where they know how to handle it, the situation, as long as I handle the situation correctly. So I sent them in some paperwork, and I'm I'm stating like, look, it says here in the property code, they can't do it here. It says here in the federal federal uh, uh, United States code, you can't do this. That, and I'm just going through the whole deal, and it was like, what? So I sent them some paper, and I was like, listen, I'm not a part of the bar organization. So this Rule 38 that you said that applies to me, that does not apply to me. It may apply to an attorney or whatever. So they sent me another deal back. They was like, okay, you got 30 more days to, to get it correct. And I'm like, okay. I sent them something else, basically saying the same thing. But in this time, I put in a uh, uh, pre-authorized use of credit, right? So I want to discharge it on the private right. side. I want to right. so there's nothing to argue in the public, right? So right. Now I want I want to resend them this whole packet. Like I got to send off my treasury packet. I sent one to Puerto Rico. The whole I did the the SPC course, right? So right. my deal is, and I, I really don't understand this this aspect. So the notary presentment, right, I, I find a local notary, and they go to the post office, and they mail it? How, yeah. How does the notary uh, present? Oh, okay. 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 You got to understand how. Let me, let me go back to the beginning. Okay. First of all, the reason that they're probably ruling against you is because you don't know how to conduct yourself in court. Okay, any evidence that you uh, uh, put into the evidence file needs to be authenticated uh, first and foremost. And you need to be sworn in, okay, because if anything is not sworn to or uh, veered to, it's hearsay evidence. And the judge will take solid judicial notice of that, and you can speak to the cows, come home, and he'll just say, I'm going to rule against you, and you won't know why. Um, You also have to have a um, court reporter. You get a court reporter. There are court reporters available to you outside of the court. Whatever your court scheduled court date is, you call those court reporters and you pay them because court reporters are worried about not getting paid. And they charge a fee. It's prorated for how long they're going to be there. And also, if you want a copy of the transcript, they, they, they charge you for that. 
They should get paid because to appeal something, you need a transcript. All right, so that's number one. So you got to make it a record when you're in there. That's going to make them be a lot more cautious when they're in court, when there's a court reporter in there, right, t- typing everything down. Next, you got to know how to um, object to, um, to, to proffering of evidence by the opposing counsel. When he comes in, he tries to proffer something. There's just an attorney there. Attorneys don't have firsthand knowledge of anything. So you say, I object, Yana. And then you got to make sure that the judge rules sustain overrule because one of the tricks that the judges do is when they're dealing with pro se litigants, they won't say sustain or overrule. All right. So you let him say whatever he's going to say, wait for him to get through. And then you say, I take exception to the honorable judge refusing to rule on my objection. Would you please enter sustain or overrule into the record so I can preserve the error? Okay. So you need to do that. Okay. And then you need to know how to make an offer of proof. If he still rules against you, and there's some evidence that you want to get into the evidence file that he wants to refuse, you have to do what's called an offer of proof. That way the appellate court will take that under consideration, right, whether or not that proof should have been uh, tendered into the instant case at that time. Okay, so these are some kind of procedural things that you have to understand whenever you go into the courtroom and representing yourself. That's number one. As far as the notary is concerned, a notary is a witness, all right, and they have unimpeachable evidence that they can enter into the court. You will hear people say that a notary is higher than a judge. The reason that a notary right. is higher than a judge is because a judge can't act without paperwork. A judge can go off with the paperwork that's in front of him. And the notary is the one that introduces the paperwork. So if a notary introduces right. a certificate of non-response right, that you got authenticated, that you put into evidence showing that they remain silent, and there is a principle of law that silence is acquiescence, okay? Because right. the whole thing is like arbitration. That somebody mentioned arbitration. Arbitration is what the, uh, the administrative process is. You're involved in arbitration outside of the court. It, it's in harmony right. with Matthew 525. Agree with your adversary before you go on your way to court. Way to You're court. trying to reach some sort yeah, of stipulation. Man. Because when you come into court, if there are any facts that haven't been stipulated to, that's when you're going to have a trial. But if there's nothing in the evidence file that shows there's been some sort of uh, – a uh, uh, contradiction of facts or something like that, they're going to go to summary judgment on you, okay? So the thing is, is that you have, to, you have to have something in the evidence file demonstrating that there's been some sort of stipulation to the facts in the case that are in your favor, and that's what the notary is doing. And the reason why they are always never going to answer any of your correspondence because they're bankrupt. They can't. They're not going to swear to anything. If you ask them, they'll put in an affidavit and say, oh, I got this from the real estate records. Oh, I did send him a letter. You know, they'll, they'll put in an affidavit of that. But they're never going to put in an affidavit swearing that you owe them a debt. And all debts have to be sworn to. This is where the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act is talking about. You're asking for a verification right. of debt. Not, not a validation of debt, a verification of debt. They will validate a debt right. for you, but they won't verify it. Verify means that something has to be sworn to under penalty of perjury. Right. So I, I think... So oh, I I did some of that process as well. So, but instead of instead of like instead of presenting it in open court because I knew they was gonna try to ramrod me, what I did was I mailed it certified mail and had it entered into the evidence as well as I took a copy down myself and I got it stamped filed. So in case it did go to appeal, I know it had to be within the <laughs> records. So I can have it objected to. So it, it's yeah, but the appellate problem. court, the appellate courts go off of the transcripts. Appellate court, all the appeals okay. is going to do is make sure that everything procedural. 
All the appellate court is looking at is procedural violations. That's it. Okay, and then they're going to rule in favor of the lower court if they did everything procedurally correct. You got to understand what the, what procedures are for. Procedures are put in place to ensure there are no constitutional violations. All right, that's why they have procedures in the public. Procedures are in the public to ensure there are no constitutional violations. If there is a procedural defect, there is a constitutional violation. If there's a constitutional violation, they, they ask out. Everybody in the public has to follow procedure, everybody. And if you go down and list, look at the United States Code and open it up in the front, uh, the procedures are reviewed by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court justices is the one to put their stamp of approval on the procedures because they are the defenders of private rights and the Constitution. So they're going to look at it and say, okay, y'all follow these procedures. Y'all won't violate no, uh, violate no uh, constitutional rights of anyone. So when you get to the appellate level, the appellate level, that's what they're going to do. They're going to look at the transcript and see, okay, well, did he object? Okay, did he, you know, was there a sustain or overrule? Because if you object to something and the judge don't put in a sustain or overrule, you don't say something, silence is acquiescence. Obviously, you agree with the judge. Okay, these are the things, these are little nuances that you got to understand. Go ahead. So I I know that, right? So I I made several objections. I don't remember if they were sustained or overruled, but that's I'm why you need a, that's why you need a transcript. Right, right, right. All right. Well, I don't. Yeah, know. And, I listen, and listen, you know what I, and listen. Like, yeah, yeah, and and the thing is, is as far as you, I, I you put it in a um, authorized pre notice of credit. That's good, but you always got to put a bond in too. See, even in a foreclosure, I did bond too. Yeah, you got to do a bond, and they have something called a supersedious bond, usually in foreclosures. It really doesn't matter what it's called. Bond, a bond is a bond. But these are admiralty proceedings, so you got to put in some sort of bond into the case. But filing it doesn't do anything. You got to read it into the record, okay? You know, filing just puts everybody on notice what you come into combat with. Okay, I'm coming to combat with this right here. It's like a, that's just a notice. All, all the court file is is a notice, a public notice. All right, this is okay. what we come to okay. this is what we come to court with. That's why you got to send him a copy too. You know, when you file it, you got to always send the opposing counsel a copy too. They got to put on notice that this is the defense you coming with, so they can prepare for it. You know, so you always okay. got to give notice. A gentleman a always gentleman gives notice. Always gives notice. So always gives let notice. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So, sh- should I request an appearance bond? From the appellate court, so I can read it onto the record. No, appearance court would appearance bond would be in a criminal matter. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you can. Uh, they are. There is a presumption that they are always bonded because all of them have like bonds on file with the risk management department. They have bar card numbers and all of that. So there's always an operational presumption in place, whether they file one or not, that they're bonded. Now you can challenge that operational presu- uh, presumption by uh, demanding that he put his bond into the record. You know, where is there, where is his bond? I want to put him to put it into the record. Because if you're da- – so see, here's the, thing, here's the thing about bonds. Bonds have, to, bonds have to be in the record because if you're damaged, okay, well, there has to be some sort of remedy for you. Okay, and this person needs to be don- don- bonded and Clay's and, and uh, putting some unfounded claim into the record. Okay, where's my assurance or insurance that I can be made whole in, in case he damages me? So – so the the attorney 
the plaintiff's attorney never introduced his um, his bar number. Would that be a procedural error? Sometimes they put it on the paperwork and things like that. It should be somewhere, you know. You know, could you? You know, you can say, you know, Yana, you direct you direct it to the judge. You say, Yana, would you? Could you please direct the prosecutor to put his uh his serial placement number of his bar card into the record for uh uh, uh for me, please. You know, and then if he doesn't, you say, let the record reflect that uh, that the honorable judge is allowing um, a party to litigate into this case that is not licensed to practice law. You know, you got to see it's on you. You got to understand a judge is an unbiased arbiter in a dispute between two opposing parties. He's not going to help. He's not really supposed to be helping either side. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of sides. He does, he does, but he's not supposed to, because those are his bar card brothers, you know what I'm saying? And he probably got some sort of interest in the real estate, too. You know, how how right. could you avoid the temptation of investing? In, you got all these real estate cases. You, you, you got the goddamn information right in front of you every day of foreclosures and everything. How could you not, you know, take advantage of that information in some kind of way? Think about right. that for a second. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> And it may not be directly, it could be indirectly. You know what I'm saying? It could be a child or whatever. So it ain't really no conflict of interest. And I, I remember objecting to that as well. And I, I told the judge, I said, Yana, you've agreed to every, uh, every, because he did a motion in limit. I said, you agreed to every term he put in for the motion in limiting. You allow him to, uh, to expand upon the foreclosure and the foreclosure auction, but you do not allow me to speak on the foreclosure auction at all, which is bias. It biases the jury. Yeah, but he's, he, he, you know, limity is like Latin for limited. He's trying to limit you and so forth. So, you know, you want to, um, you know, that's why you have to know how to do an offer of proof. Study what an offer of proof is, too. Yeah, that, I, there's a procedure. There's a, yeah. I, there's a procedure. Google it. It's called an offer of proof. Okay, I'll read it for you. Offer of proof. And what an offer of proof is, at trial, an explanation to a judge by a party or the party's attorney as to how a proposed line of questioning or a certain item of physical evidence would be relevant to its case and admissible under the rules of evidence. Offers of proof arise when a party begins a line of questioning that the other side objects to as calling for irrelevant or inadmissible information. If the judge thinks that the questions might lead to proper evidence, the questioner will be given a chance to show how the expected answers will be, will be both relevant and admissible. This explanation is usually presented out of the jury's hearing, but it does become a part of the trial record. All right. They won't let the jury trial or somebody hear it. If there's a jury trial, they won't let the jury trial hear it. But you got to know how to do all these things. You know, that's why, like, you know, stay out of court. Going into court is is a very, um, you know, it's like you got to be knowledgeable when you go into court and represent yourself. You can't be, you know, just going there. Like a lot of guys, we get mad, start calling the judge corrupt, and he's, he, you know, he's not. He's like, you just he's don't know what job. you're doing. You just, he's doing his job. You don't know what the hell you're doing, man. There are rules in here. Okay, there are rules that we follow. There are procedures in place, and you don't know none of them. So go get an attorney. That's what they'll take. All right? And right. that's what it is. And that's the first thing they learn in law school. They spend three years learning procedure and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, so those that's what you're going up against. 
You know, I had, one time I was in court and I represented myself and um, the judge, he was a brother, the judge was a brother. And he said, Mr. Jones, now you know that this attorney has been trained in law. I said, I'll take it under advisement. I know, you know, I said, I, I, I said, I'll take that under advisement. He said, okay. So as soon as the attorney started speaking, well, your honor, we have, I said, objection on the hearsay. But well, I said, objection on the hearsay. And I, well, objection on the hearsay. Every time he tried to speak, I interrupted him with objection on the hearsay. And then he got upset. He said, your honor. And then the judge looked at him and said, he can do that. He said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to reschedule this. Y'all both come back with y'all witnesses. He don't have firsthand knowledge of a goddamn thing. He can't even speak. I mean, ain't yeah, gonna I, let him I speak. Hit him with some hearsay too. Yeah, he's hearsay. Everything, everything he's saying is hearsay. He don't have firsthand knowledge. I, you wasn't right. at the closing table when we did this. You don't all these documents that are signed. You don't know who signed them. You don't know a goddamn thing. You went down to the real, the real estate records and got a damn copy. You don't know nothing. And then he come in there by himself with no witnesses, running it like it's McDonald's. I'm telling you. That's Man, what it is. You know, what, what my first encounter into the court system, like I got a speeding ticket or whatever, and they call each other up, they pass them off, call them up. Pass. I say, man, the law can't be like McDonald's. It's like it's a drive through Something is wrong here, like. And then, and and my second clue was, I had this lawyer. I paid him a G, right? He never returned any of my phone calls. <clears throat> I wrote a letter to the court and I said, "Hey, I don't know where my lawyer is. I need time to find another lawyer." He called me the next day. All right, who you working for? Them or me? That was <laughs> like, come on, man. They take money. Ain't going on here. Man, they just take money. They know they can't do nothing. But I mean, you got like this. Like I, I had an attorney. One time I was telling him this, he said, look, brother, I got a business to run. You know, it's like, it's like, okay, it's, I, I always give this analogy. Okay. Say you're a player out there. You don't have no honorable intentions with a woman. But a woman, she's right. looking for a boyfriend or she's looking for a husband. And, you know, and you start dating her. But all you want to do is have sex with her. But she right. wants a relationship. Are you going to tell her that all you want to do is have sex with her? Now, granted, in today's society, that might get you far. Now, it it it, it might work today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, you know, you go your batting average is going to be pretty good saying that today. But for the most part, you probably going to get shot down a lot. Well, it's the same thing with attorneys. Are they really going to make money if you come in their office and they just tell you straight up, "I can't do shit for you"? No. I right. mean, it it all makes sense now, but hindsight is twenty twenty. So, right. um, man, uh, so notice of proof can be filed into the appellate court. Uh, you supposed to do that. No, you had, you had to, you had to, you had to, you had to do that at, 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 while the matter, when you was in court. What, now you can, yeah, you can do something like reconstruct a record and, but you got to get an agreement from the opposing counsel. If you didn't have no, uh, if you didn't have no, um, uh, 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 court reporter in there. There is a remedy for that. I forgot what it's called. Um, it's called a, um, there, uh, a court reporter in there. Well, if you got, and then ask the court reporter for a copy of the stenographic record, you got to pay for that. Got to go and pay for that. 
You got to pay for it. You got to pay for that. Yeah, you got to. You need a copy of that. You got to pay for it. Then you got to put that in with your appeal. That got to be. That got to be filed with your appeal, man. I'm trying to tell you. There's a reason that court reporter is in there. Okay. The, all, all the appeal. All the appeals court do. If there is no stenographic record, all the appeal court judges. There's an automatic presumption that the judge did everything properly. Correctly. Right. That's right. I will make this happen. I ain't gonna take up no more time. I thank you, brother. All right. Hey, you hey, welcome. You think you think hey, you think we can arrange a uh one on one too? Because it's the most stuff I wanna talk to you about, but I don't wanna put it on the air. Uh right, right, right. Uh yeah, you know, uh hit me up. Um, you know, email me. you know, I I don't do a lot of one on ones because so many people wanna do one on ones. It's like, damn boy, it's like that's why I try to do webinars, but if it's if it's critical, you know, email uh, just hit me up. I talked to you on the air. Say, you know, email me at highfrequencyblogtalk at gmail dot com. Say you spoke to me on the air, and I and I get with you. Okay. All right. All right. Appreciate it, brother. Okay. All right. Let me go to right, area code. Where are we at? Uh, let's dip over. Let's go. Up, let's go up top real quick. Let's go to New York five one eight area code three one one five. Your mic's open. Five one eight three one one five. Oh, hello. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm fine. And you know what? Mine is kind of simple. Um, I have a authenticated certificate of live birth. Never had a birth certificate though. Born on a military base. Social security number. Wait, hold on. Stop. All- you, you, let me mm-hmm. let me make sure I'm hearing you correctly. You said you have an authenticated birth certificate, but you was never issued no. a certificate of live birth. No, I have an authenticated certificate of live birth. Never had a birth certificate. I was okay. born on a military base. So, All right. Okay. You know, it's not considered U.S. soil. Okay. okay. It's not. Uh, I would beg to no. differ. No, they the con- said it's not considered. Yeah. They say it's not what? considered U.S. soil. Wait a minute, but mm-hmm. then in the Constitution, under Article One, Section Eight, let me read this real quick. I'm, I, I want to make I want to make sure I'm understanding you. Article One, Section Eight, Clause Seventeen. Then it say, uh, "Hold on, it's let me let me read property. it." <laughs> right. Okay, and that falls under Article Eight, uh, uh, Article One, Section Eight, Clause Seventeen. Okay, and uh, I would think that the netball. Let me read it. With it says because I've been, I like I don't have a one of those barcodes on the back of it or anything because we moved out of the country when I was a baby. My parents never got one for me. Ever. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Article one, six, eight. I, could, I can't find. I don't know what to do. Like when I go to try to uh, fill out my paperwork, to okay, you know how. Okay, it says to exercise exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever over such a district not exceeding ten square miles, as may by session of particular states and the acceptance of Congress become the seat of the government of the United States and to exercise like authority over all places purchased by the consent of the legislature of the state in which the same shall be for the erection of forts, magazines arsenals, dockyards, and other needful buildings. You know, I mean, you know, it's like, 
I would think it was unless that's some sort of uh, I don't know what they could be talking about, but that that, yeah, that sounds funny. That sounds funny to me. But go ahead. Because and like you know how when it fills out the when you go to fill out the paper and they keep saying like if you go to do research on they they keep saying well what's the barcode number what's your number I have no okay well do you got do you got a birth certificate do you got a birth certificate number on there because the birth certificate number usually the first three digits are the state that you were born in and then the second two digits is the year you were born most of the time in a lot of states it's not it's not. That's it's what, not uniform through all the states. Okay, we'll use yeah. that. All right, well, that's fine. You got that. Okay, so let's go. What's your question? Okay, and then also, my dad, like, I want to do, I want to do it the, the way the more say it, and then I also want to do it if my father died. Okay, I don't have, I have his um, death certificate. My father died a year ago. You have two years in my not mistaken to file a UCC one. He was military. Okay. And that's all I have is his is his death certificate. Do I have to have his birth certificate also? Well, what is it that you're trying to find? What is it you're trying to accomplish? I file, when I when I do when I file all my paperwork for um and I know I should have. When I file all my paperwork to turn into to do an A for V, do I have to have birth certificates and everything when I do the UCC one and put everything underneath there? Well, you can you too? can claim you can claim all property. Um, what I see with military individuals, um, they put all of their military records. They do claim all their military records. And the, what is that thing when y'all get discharged? It's called a DS. Uh, uh, what's y'all dis? This is a discharge form for the military. I think it's called a DS eighty one. I don't know what the. Uh, and I know, what you, I know what you're talking about because I had to. Do, I saw something. Yeah, you know, you know. So none of those you, papers in front of me, but yeah, because when I was reading, it, it's a paper that I had to fill out to get something for my uh, when we buried him. It was a bunch of different papers. See, and I had to do something. It was just a bunch of different papers that we had to do for my dad. I'm gonna be um, honest with you. I've never I've never heard of anybody doing that. Um, you yeah, know, so everything everything I'm saying at this it. everything I'm everything I'm saying is speculative because he's 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 deceased. Uh, so he's no longer proffering any commercial energy into the system, and also mm-hmm. he is his own sovereign. You know, he filed paperwork for himself, unless in some kind of way he was under your care. Or some, or, or he was like, you know, you know, you're looking at him, yeah, your property or something like that. Which I do think, once parents become elderly, you know, the the younger, you know, their children are responsible for them. But I, I'd have to research that a little bit. There's nothing to prevent you from making the claim. You can make the mm-hmm. claim. They would have to rebut the claim. You can make any anybody can claim anything they want to. Whether that claim could be substantiated or of so forth is something else. But you know, you can make the claim, you know, if you want to. I, I, you can do anything you want as, as far in that regard. If you have all this paperwork, you want to put it on a UCC-1, you can do that. That's fine. You know, just make sure that you have the proper, uh, that you're able to identify that document in the collateral description um, cogently in a way that they can understand what you're talking about. You know, everything is mm-hmm. about conveying 
to the, the federal government making it clear what you are saying and an understanding of what your rights are. All right. So that is, you know, that that's what that would all be about. That's the principle involved in it. There's no specific way to do it. Uh, you just have to do it in harmony with the principle. Okay. You're making a claim. All right. You are encumbering property. Okay. What property of your father is it that you're trying to encumber? I just want to claim his claim, his birth certificate, everything from military, all that, like I'm doing for myself. Right. Okay. So, well, I mean, they, they, you know, uh, um, if, if my understanding, I think, well, parents I know can get a copy of their children's birth certificate. I don't know if children can get a uh, copy of their parents' birth certificate. I have to look that up. They say, yeah, they say that it'll cancel. They say if I go to do, if I go to ask for his birth certificate, that it'll cancel it out. Also, his birth certificate, I have a copy in my phone. If I, if I claim it, yeah, it'll cancel it out. And it's written in Okay, well, do this, do this, do this, do this for me. Did you did you write them a letter and they told you this? Or you went down there and they told you that verbally. This is from another conference call. Okay, well, you don't do anything over the phone. You write them a letter. Mm-hmm. Okay, you find the codes that require everything. Everything they do in the public, there is some sort of code for it. Okay, you find the code, military code for birth certificates. I, I'm I'm sure there is one. Okay, and then you cite that to them in your correspondence. You send it to them certified mail with an affidavit of mailing, and then wait for them to give you a written response. Okay, you don't make requests verbally because people will tell you anything over the phone. Okay, you do everything in writing. The written word remains forever. The spoken word flies out the window. That is a maxim of law. If it ain't in writing, it don't mean nothing. Okay. And so, I've done this my So my I know you're telling life. me this I know you're telling me verbally, but that you know, me answering a question or something somebody told you verbally don't really mean nothing. You know, it's like 'cause they supposed to write you back and say, Well, if you do this, I say it'll, it'll cancel out the birth certificate according to military code X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. You know, that's what that's what you're supposed <laughs> to get back. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is cool. All right. That's it. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. All right. Let me go to area code 346, which is over in Texas. Boy, a lot of people in Texas climb my hometown. Texas, 4372. Lights open. What's that? You said it was good. Peace to the guys, man. Peace to the guys, bro. What's that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's been a long time, man. I hadn't talked to you in a minute, man, Putting, uh, putting all this information to work, you know, Exercising your constitutionally protected rights is a, is a beast, you know. What I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, like it is. Last time you I know. chopped it up with you, last time I chopped it up with you, I had got a um, had a little situation with HPD. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, put in that work. But <clears throat> man, like what most cats don't realize is, like when I first started uh, hearing the shows with you, like this about maybe four or five years ago now, and. uh you were saying intelligent questions. You could tell the the level of study that an individual does based on the questions they ask. And That's right. even if you if you don't uh if you don't if read the information, your questions won't seem very intelligent. It's not like you don't have a cogent question that could actually apply to your specific situation because you have not read yet. Like 
this TDA account stuff, all of this stuff that's working is like, man, people just don't. How you, okay, that's like me coming to your crib right now saying, hey, Yusuf, you know, I'm here. Thank you for welcoming me in, and I'm going to go straight to your refrigerator. I ain't never been in your house before. I'm about to go straight to your refrigerator and fix me something to Like, you don't do that. Like you said, the gentleman gives notice. There's a form for that. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's a 2848. There's certain forms that you could uh, that you could talk to these people on. That's right. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like what what I found out for myself was, okay, if it's the 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 letting them know, kind of like in the Bible. I'm not a Bible thumper. I was raised in, you know, Southern Bible Belt. We talking, uh, write your request down on tablets, make them plain, give it to a herald that they may run with it. You know, let your request be made unto God. I'm paraphrasing. But the herald right. today is the post office. That's the eagle, you know. <laughs> right, uh, right. Uh, you got you to put your notices on tablets, make it plain. Like you said, give it your case law. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not using the United States code. That's copyright, copywritten information. You use the substance of it, but not put the code. Just use the substance of the code. So as I, you know, start to give this information to, shit, let's just be 100. My my, because I'm in the hood, so I try to give this information to my people, and they like, man, that's major game right there. You put me on game, and then they come back with, say, man, I seen Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Send his shoes out to China, and they they and he bring them back over here. They they ship the shoes over here, and he get them done for like five dollars, and then all of a sudden he selling for like a hundred fifty, a hundred ninety, two hundred dollars, and I was like, you get game. That's nothing but a hustle. That's the corporate hustle. Let me take my product off the block, get it made cheaper somewhere else, bring it back, <laughs> and give it and to my, it. my consumer base. <laughs> it's nothing but a hustle. So we always playing from behind on the shit. We always playing from behind. So what yep. I was like, you know what, man, it, 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 the man who, who reads one book knows none. That's just how I feel it. You can't. You know, that everybody, you know, want to come and challenge to show themselves, oh, I'm this and I'm that with the knowledge. Man, what's your results, bro? I got apology letters from the attorney general. Say the tip. That's right. When it comes you to gotta, child support. You got to read a, you gotta, you gotta read a, You got to read a whole body of work, too, to really start uh, getting an understanding. And if I had to give people a, um, a uh, step-by-step thing what to read, what I would tell everybody to read first is your federal and state constitution. That'd be the first thing I, I, I read because you got to understand when you're dealing with the public, they are getting their delegation of authority from that document. Like if I'm dealing with a trust, the first thing you do to go to court when you're dealing with trustees, the first thing they're gonna do in an equity court, the judge is gonna take the trust indenture agreement and read it. And now we can have court. We can see that the trustees do everything they were supposed to do. What did the trust say they could do? What they couldn't do? What's the constructive property and all of that? What's the same thing? Whenever you're dealing with these people, you got to start with the trust document, which is the, right. the Constitution, which gives them all their powers. And then from there, you right. go down from that and look at everything. So you got to start with the right. Constitution. You got to look at the Constitution. Go ahead. Well, you know, and, and that's where and that's where it came for me because I was like I'm an inquisitive one. You can't just tell me something and then I'm gonna just take it. I want to go and see why. How is this so? And 
in the Texas Constitution, you go to uh, Section 3, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 equal rights in the Texas Constitution. It says that all free men, when they form a social compact, have equal rights. And any man or set of men that, uh, I'm paraphrasing, find their uh, emoluments uh, uh, and uh, basically their income from in, in consideration of the public authority. So we talk about free men as opposed to a set, a man or a set of men. That set of men can be derived and fall into when you get into the whole Moors, when you get into the Hebrew Israelites, when you get into different organizations, that set of men, if you don't have a social compact, I don't give a damn what set you in, what set you claiming. Does that make sense? I don't care what set you claim it. If you don't have a compact on our record identifying you to be in commerce in a certain capacity, then you have your emoluments, your income in consideration of the public authority. And you know what I was about to say? I was about to tell you that that equal rights that they're talking about, they're talking about your your equal right to contract unlimited. And that's what you're sitting there saying. What contract do you have on record that because rights are created through contract, whether you want to call it a treaty, whether you want to call it a trust, uh, all of them are contracts, agreements. Yeah. All right, so if you if yeah. you don't have a contract, yeah. you don't have no rights. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? And people don't. I, I had my boy. My boy was telling me, you know, we as a people, sometimes we're not really about these games. What I see a lot of white people that I've dealt with or Europeans that I've ever met. Um, they've been about games all the goddamn time. You see what I'm saying? When I say games, meaning everything to them in the way that they approach it, not all of them, but a good majority in my experience are about like, oh, wow, this is a game. Yeah. Oh, just file for bankruptcy. Hey, if you want to do this, just get the IRS involved in them because there's a form that you don't even have to let them know that you put, uh, uh, put the IRS in that person's life if you don't like them. They done put me on game like this. To where it's like if they don't like somebody in their neighborhood or whatever, they'll just do a 3949A and say that they dealing drugs. That's the game we talk about. But wow. the people, wow. my people, you see what I'm saying, we not really own shit like that. So we not really about the bullshit game of it. So they think, oh, well, once I learn the game, the game is based on the code. The code comes from a God-given natural premise. It's not the code is is kind of like playing right. contra, you know what I'm saying? It's playing right. contra, up down, up down, left right, left right, A B select start. You got unlimited men now. <laughs> that's why yesterday. So, that's why yesterday I was saying that in our society, the reason why we are behind the game is because we're not taught natural laws first. You got to understand right. the natural laws first and everything. You got to understand. You know, this is a they call it a Christian country. They said. So Morris said, well, it, it, the founding fathers didn't say it was a Christian country. They didn't. But the thing about it is that the laws in this country that were established, the first laws in this country were the Bible and Blackstone's commentary that they brought mm-hmm. from England. Mm-hmm. I, I have a copy of Blackstone mm-hmm. commentaries. Right? You should, everybody should get a copy of that. Uh, there is a PDF copy available on the Internet. I will upload my PDF copy I have into my file section of my Facebook group. But the thing is, is that you, that and the Bible, that's where the laws yeah. originated from. And you, and when you study it, you'll see it in the you'll see it in the codes. You'll see okay, it. You'll we'll start to see it in the codes. Well, check this out. So, Christian comes to me 
talking, and I, I was raised Christian, you know, like I said, Southern Bible Belt. And you're telling me, and this goes back to, because I listened to you yesterday, and a person came on, you, you mentioned the Bible again, and, that, and I said, I went away from the Bible in my journey. Then I saw something with and got into the lectures of C. Freeman L. and started seeing the Bible differently, that astrological yeah. book. So then I started seeing it from a different perspective of when my boy hit me up, he said, Shay, man, what did Matthew do? And I said, well, from my memory, and then it took me deeper into my studies. Matthew, of course, is a tax collector. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <He> <laughs> okay, you see where I'm going? <laughs> for the first time in the Bible, for the first time in the Bible, we saw the all-caps version of Jesus' name in the first chapter of Matthew, the tax collector. That's so, right. And, and that's what the questions about tax collecting is. You know, is it lawful for us to, uh, you know, pay taxes? You know, it's in there, you know, he said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar, unto the Lord what is the Lord. That whole conversation, exactly. if you read the beginning of it, it said when they was getting together, when you read that, he, he said, said why, you, it's like, why are you coming at me with this trying to trick me type shit? Trick, yeah, and then also they said, let's see if we can catch him in his talk. And that's why they yeah. said you have the right to remain silent. They said, let's see if we can trip him up in something he say, try to get you on something you say. Anything you yeah. say can't will be you. Man, that, and that's why I'm saying you start seeing all that stuff like that. It's the exact shit they doing today. And that was written exactly. 2,000 years ago. Exactly. Same thing. Exactly. And then, you know, when you look at it and you, you superimpose everything that we're doing on this private side stuff, you'll see that uh, uh, certain aspects of it pop out. You see what I'm saying? From the actual Bible itself. And you can exactly. lay the, the, the Kudon. You can lay the Talmud. You can, and it doesn't say it word for word. It's just like putting California Constitution and, and codes and regulations up against Texas and any other state. Yeah, they don't necessarily say the exact thing, but the substance of what's going on is there. Kind of like and, Texas, you don't find a, 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 a real... Uh, in the transportation code, when it comes to driver, you don't find that per se in how you apply to it. But it takes me back. Here goes the knowledge. It takes me back to Abraham Lincoln and what he said: If you don't want to argue a point, don't bring it up. So <laughs> you, the state of Texas didn't put it in there because it's not even relative to you. The kind and of I'm gonna tell you. I'm going to tell you something I do, I do too. Um, what I started doing is I go on to the Jewish channels because this is what mm. everybody got to understand. The Jews are in control of the country. Right, they're in control of the country. That's what I wanted to discuss with you as well when, I talk, when we talk about the sections, the sects of people. Okay, there's a difference between being a thing and kind of being a thing. You see what I'm saying? Like right. to be Jewish doesn't make you a Jew. Just like being well, Moorish doesn't make you a Moor. Yeah, and let me say this. I understand that mm -hmm. Jews are Ashkenazims and Khazars from Russia. I, I also understand that there's really no such thing as a Jew. I could even make mm -hmm. the argument, because that word didn't come into existence until around late 1700s, early 1800s in translations of the Bible. As, as well mm -hmm. as the fact, I can make an argument that a Hebrew don't exist, because... Abraham mm. came from something called Ur of Chaldees, and when he crossed over the Tigris Euphrates, the Canaanites witnessed that. They call him an Ibri, because the word Hebrew means to cross over. But really what the language right. they speak is Chaldean. Okay, so I can, yeah. I can get in technical with all of that stuff. But I, just for layman's yeah. terms, we don't have to be taking, 
We know when we say Jew, who the hell we talking about? He be walking around with these hats, dressed in black, own all the businesses. I'm just using it as a label for them. We know who we talking about. All right. Yeah. You want to say yeah, Zionist? You know, it, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, my go, bad, ahead, go ahead. My bad. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the thing, the thing is, is that when I, you said the 1700s, and I found, or I didn't find it. I found another writing of someone that could read uh, Latin, because the whole book was written in Latin. And he found a part. His, it's not Ponce de Leon. It's one of them other explorers around that time. I forget the name. But the people, he landed around early day, which would have been the border today of Mexico and Texas, somewhere up in there. Okay. Well, when he landed, he saw that the people where he was, the Indians or the indigenous people that were there already, he mentioned in his book had the spiritual practices that of the Jews. You see what I'm saying? But he was on Turtle Island at the time. So when we talk about Hebrew means crossed over, we go to the whole concept that we were taught in, in Pangea. I've meditated on this to try to find, uh, not try, to, to invite the answer, because like you say, we talk about esoteric sciences, you know, uh, uh, the law of attraction is real, and be, like they told us, be careful what you pray for, you might just get it, you know, or be careful right. what you, you know, you ask for, you just might get it, so at the end of the day, that's what I went into, and went into a meditation, and like, okay, they taught us about Pangea, they didn't tell us the whole story, they just told us, you know, whatever, well, shit, who do we know that the Tower of Babel wasn't that great cataclysm, because when you put it together to a degree, all that brown desert stuff is in the same area for the most part. Middle East, Egypt, all of that. Sahara Desert, all of that is for the most part in the same area because they said it was a great plain. So it was flat. Okay? And they built the Tower of Babel and the Lord came down to highlight them because he thought what they did was good, but they weren't ready for what was about to happen and all their tongues got changed. You know what I'm saying? From that L, that Lord, that L came down, that electricity came down. And messed up their tongues, but there was a group that had already left. These were the descendants of Peleg, okay, which was the, I think, grandson of Noah. But if we go to the stories, that goes and transfers to Gilgamesh. You see what I'm saying? The stories of Gilgamesh, which predates Noah's story. But the people that crossed over, they crossed over a river that was connected at the time. We could speculate that river was the River Jordan, but when you put the two, the Pangea together like a puzzle, you'll see that the Nile River and the Mississippi River is the same damn flow. It's the same flow. So the Nile is the Mississippi. The Mississippi is the Nile. It flows, what, up, no, down, no, it flows up north, no, down north, I mean, up south, some shit like that. Um, and you have to turn the map upside down to even see how that even makes sense. So everything that we've been taught is like a, a juxtaposition of the truth. There's facts within it, but those facts are speculatively told to us when it I'm comes down you, to the geology. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you somebody. I feel. I feel that uh, deserves a. Uh, uh, he probably should deserve the Nobel Peace Prize for the uh, research he did. It's uh, this guy named his name is Carl Monk. 
Okay. You yeah, know, I'm you familiar. Got a video. I'm familiar. Yeah. Right. Cold. Yeah. The mathematics on everything. When you look at all the all of the uh, all of the uh, continents, if you put them together like a puzzle, you look at Giza. Giza's in the center of all of it. All right. Exactly. If you you got to go, you got to you know there are ancient civilizations all over the planet, all over the right. damn planet. I everywhere. There are pyramids in America. Yes, there are. They found an Egyptian civilization in in the Grand Canyon. Okay. Yep. They found another yep. Egyptian civilization underwater. I think off the coast of uh, South America. It's underwater. Okay. There's a lot of stuff. You know. There's been a lot of civilizations on this planet. This planet is millions of years old. It's millions yep. of years old. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, and if you keep yep. continue to do your research, you go deeper and deeper and deeper. It's gonna go back further, and further, as far as the written record that we have. Yes, it goes back as far as the Egyptians and the Sumerians. All right. How about how about how about what's so cold about it, Yusuf? Is that when, like I said, I got turned on to a lot of this information. Like the first people I started learning on some next on some next level shit from was like Bobby Hemmett, you know, uh, Doctor Phil Valentine. That was my first way into it, and I first heard about some type of redemption shit through Doctor Phil Valentine. I actually talked to him, and uh, I'm a right. filmmaker, so making music videos and stuff, and I actually put. Hit one of his clips from where he's working. One of my music videos I was working with with an artist. But um, talk with he's been him, on my show. He he's been on, on my. Sh- he's been on my show three times, by the way. Yeah, and I've heard. I heard all three of them. I listen to all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> like when I say I've been, I've been, you know, I've been following you for a minute. You're not my only source of information, but you introduced me to the. The G- oh, come on, man. You, if I just was in the Land Rover Houston, uh, Land Rover Jaguar Houston dealership talking with a general manager, just like you said, when you speak a certain way, these people are going to come and talk to you, and they're going to give you information. This dude told me with the level of knowledge I had, I could make a hell of a lot of money. He was, he wanted to talk to me low-key, you know what I'm saying, about what he could do, you see what I'm saying, when it comes to his taxes. He got children in school. Everything is about everything is everything. <laughs> I had I had I had a CPA. I was telling him about the 1099 OID. He went back and studied it, and came back to me and gave me some information on how to do it and everything. And I mean, I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, it's real." He said, "But he was telling me the, he was telling me the pitfalls that could be involved in it and everything like this." And he's a beast with the taxes and everything. And he told me it's real. So I, that's what I started doing. I started going to the professionals, and, and nobody is going to like. He would never do a radio show on. Because right. I, I, I asked, I right. said, he said, no, nah, I ain't doing a radio show on it. He said, you have to do that yeah. outside the United States. That's what he's telling me. Mm. You know, it's like, it's things like that. It's like people have information, but they're not going to come public with it, and they're not going to admit it in right. the public. I want yeah. stupid to be looking for evidence in the public. They're not going to admit right. none of this shit in the public. <laughs> it's not going to admit it. Man, it's look, public and it, private. Use it. <laughs> use it. This, is, this, is, this is heavy right here because... I had a partner who's, you know, he's well off, you know, financially, and he sent me an email because, you know, I talked to, we talk on this type of shit. He kind of on it, but not on it, but on it. And he sent the email of some guys that he knows that saying, yeah, man, what you doing right now? Didn't you just get your passport without using your social? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, well, check this out. Man, they got cats in the country right now that's charging for that copper moonshine steals exactly what they got it from. Okay, fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> fifty. Fifty. To do on cop. 
Einstein steals what I did for myself for free. That's what all and, I did and was read the shit. And that's why I can't. That's why I see a lot of people got mad because I posted that. But I got like pissed off. I'm like, man, why y'all y'all, y'all doing this? Like, you know, act, and then acting like, you know, they'll get some information and then act like they created it. Like, oh man, it's been around for a long time. And I know about that. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. So when I posted that, yeah, you know, it's like, a, lot of wow. people, a lot of people pissed off at me about it and everything. And I was kind of shocked. I was shocked at how many. It's over 100,000 views right now. And I was like, God mm. damn. You know, it's like. As a matter of fact, I started wondering if I made a mistake. I'm like, oh shit, did I? Uh, you know, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really. Ex- I'd never gotten a video that had a hundred. Th- I didn't have to have a video do two hundred thousand views. But you know, mm-hmm. I just did a video on how to sign your saint- name without liability coming out of cracking the code third edition. Two hundred thousand yeah. views. I'm yeah. like, fuck. You know, I was like, God yeah, I damn! Partner, I, was, I, had a, I had a partner. I had a partner sitting there, send it to me, talking like, "Yeah, man, I got a got up on this, saw this, tell me what you think." And it was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's from one of the guys that used to I learned, you know, off of his stuff." You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, it's like, so it's, it's like, like, you know, it's crazy. It's, it's, you know, it's like I was like, "Damn," you know, but people don't know. And if you, don't, it's it's like this, and 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 they're really not at fault for charging fifty thousand if they got people willing to pay it. Because here's the thing, exactly. you know, one time I had I had a problem with my dryer in my home. It wasn't working. So I called the technician out to fix it. He came out. Hmm. He charged me $200. And what he fixed took him goddamn three minutes to fix. It was some shit. Oh, you got this right here stuck in here, sir. He took it out. That's $200. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, goddamn, $200? <laughs> you, know, it's that, you know, but the thing was, you're not paying but I didn't know how to fix it. Right, right, right. I could have, I could have got. Now, what I've learned to do since then, before I call them out, I get on the internet, and almost anything around the house I want to fix, there's a video step by step that will show me how to fix that shit. All right, I've learned yeah. how to do it. You know, that's what I do now. I go to YouTube. But the thing was, is I learned a lesson from that. It's like, hey man, you know, it's like it ain't my fault if I need to come out and just pop something in real quick, and it's two hundred dollars. Right. You know, you're not paying for the part, you're paying for the experience he has and all how to look exactly at it, right. it quickly. You don't know it don't matter how much it costs because you don't know how to fucking do it. <laughs> exactly. So now and then instead of, you know, people complaining about the shit, like, you know, I see people talking about, you know, all you know, all the way around, you know what I'm saying, from uh uh the different ideologies of and and it's and it's much respect to you to show that the platform because had it not been for high frequency I wouldn't have really learned about Taj Tariq Bay. I wouldn't have learned about Jonah Bay. I wouldn't have learned about Gene Keating, uh, Carl Monk, you know what I'm saying, these individuals, not off of myself, but your platform, high frequency that you build, allowed a lot of individuals to learn about these people and what they, the philosophies they were teaching. So from it all, we see that, okay, the, the UCC versus the non-UCC, this, uh, 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 Subsection 7806 in Title 26 of the U.S. Code versus uh, something 5803. You see what I'm saying? It's different philosophies in how you're going to approach it. But I go back to the Dred Scott decision. At first, when I read it, when I first got into this information, it was, damn, they, they sure they don't like us. They don't want us in here. Woo, woo, woo. 
really, if you look at the perspective of it, they're really saying, no, no, man, you, 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 they pissed off to a degree because you trying to get in a country club and you, everything else belong to you. you well, I'm not even going to say that. Let me, let me tell you something. I read, mm-hmm. I was doing a video on the, I guess I'm going to have to do this video on the Dred Scott case. I read the case. That judge was not biased. He was just stating mm-hmm. what it is. Okay. Everybody yeah. said the judge one of the most corrupt decisions ever. And I went back and read, and I'm like, he followed the law. The reason that they detailed and laid that out so long and gave those long-ass explanations. I, I read that entire document. I didn't see anything yeah. in there where that judge is being biased. He was just, he was giving you the law. Okay, and you got to understand the mindset of white people back then, too. All right, you got to put yourself in that, in that time frame also. It ain't like today. Right. But he just gave them the law. It was commercial. It was commercial. Yeah. It, 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 it well, slavery well, is based well, off municipal law. It's a municipal law regulation. Right. Okay. He wasn't, right. I didn't see where he was, you know, people getting pissed off because they don't know the law. When I go back and read it, I'm like, shit, it's done. With the knowledge that I got now, I read it with a different set of eyes. My eyes are different. Exactly. Now. I ain't looking, I ain't reading it. I ain't reading it pissed off, the white man. And, and I'm not reading it like that. You know, I'm reading it from. This judge right here, he understands the law. Them dudes were, them dudes were nice with it. He gave a... Hey, check he this gave out. A, go ahead. My bad, go ahead. No, but th- th- check this out. This is where in the, we talking about in the, the growth. And like you say, you can read something and, you know, the intelligent questions can come up when you start to really... Do, you have to dive into this and let, let this be a way of life. This is not something you study on Sunday. No. Like most people go to church on Sunday and forget about church on Monday and part through Friday. No. This is a way of life. So... I was like, well, we the people. At the time, we the people was written in either one of the, the organic constitution or the act of 1871. We the people had nothing to do with black folk or so-called black folk. It was my first perspective because the man, the so-called black man at the time, the Negro, was considered three-fourths of a man. So he couldn't have been we the people. Well, I'm going to say this. But, let me say this. Mm-hmm. Let me say this. You need to mm-hmm. look up the definition of people in a black folk. Mm-hmm. You got to get a dictionary written from that time. All right, like an right. 1856 Bouviers or something like that. All right, because mm-hmm. people were landowners basically, and you got to look at the Constitution as a trust. Okay, it's if if you're not a part, you're not a part. They tell you very clearly, private people are not a party to the Constitution. All right? right. So the thing is, the thing is, is that you make yourself a party to it by contracting into it. That's right. why you heard guys who had this um um these procedures where they say uh, oh. Like the president has an oath, and then all of the agencies have what's called an oath of office. There's a difference right. in an oath and an oath of office. The oath is of the president is what you're concerned with, not the oath of offices. The oath of the right. president is what you – and when you read the Constitution, he has an oath. It don't say oath mm-hmm. of office. It says right. an oath. That is the yeah. main thing where everybody has to focus their attention on, not his goddamn lackey. Mm-hmm. Not his lackey. Yeah. The yeah. thing you have to the thing you have to accept first is the oath. You gotta make yourself a party to that compact by accepting right. his oath and then everything else. And I think Donald Trump, to tell you the truth, is one of the best presidents you probably could do that shit with. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, let let me let me just add this last point too with the people and when I talk about the growth of it, where I grew in the concept was in learning about the people and who the people were, and that's where I once was, like you said, looking up the word, and I did do that because I actually have the uh, Bouvier edition um, that you were mentioning. 
it took me to the, the, the organic constitution didn't even come from their posterity. That shit came from the Iroquois Confederation. Or, or the Iroquois uh, Federation. I mean, wait a minute. Hold, let me say this. Let me speak, speak on this. That may be true. A lot of people will copy trust documents from somebody else and create their own. But that doesn't mean it's the Iroquois Constitution. You know, fine, they copied it from them. So what? What, is that, what does that mean? If I, give, if I do a, a trust class and give out a trust document, people are going to take it and go make their own. And does that mean that I have some sort of inherent right to their trust documents? All you're saying right. when you say all you're saying when you say that is get these people credit. They were intelligent people. They had knowledge too. You know what it is is the fake history they were given is you know white people like to make play it like everybody else is goddamn idiots and they was the only intelligent yeah. people on the planet. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that's why. That's exactly. what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what it is. You know, it's like everything they got they got from there. The Greeks and the Romans got everything from the Egyptians. Everything. That shit. And then, and then when you look up the uh, English word in the dictionary, is either coming from the Latin or the Greek. <laughs> when you look up English, look up the definition from Latin. <laughs> yes, Latin and Greek. But, you know, and Latin is, a, Latin is an ancient language, but it's like, it's a dead language. But, you know, it's, it's out there, but it's not the oldest language. Everything, you, can, you study there, if you go study their historians, they will tell you without, un- very clearly... Okay, who the Egyptians were, what they looked like, and where they got their stuff from. They're here with us. We'll tell you all this very clearly. Okay, so I don't But you know what? My, my, my contention right now with the Egyptians is that they, like, like going back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, those, those that crossed over onto Turtle Island, you see what I'm saying? Look, if you go to the Cahote Mounds, the, the, the Cahote Mounds in Illinois, Monk's mound, these mounds are older than anything that they have in Africa. Facts. Well, I, at least I don't that's know what they that. haven't put it out yet. Kind of like the I Grand Canyon. I, I don't know about that, but the thing is, here's the thing, is like the word Egyptian is a Greek term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, so they, didn't they, they didn't call themselves Egyptians. All right? Egyptian means burnt right. face. That's what it means, burnt right. face. All right? So they, 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 that, that term is some, a label that somebody else gave to them. Right. In the yeah. Bible, they descend from Mitzrayim, which was one of the sons of Ham, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Which, Ham which Ham means of the dark mud. That's what it means, right. Ham. Right. So these are things, you know, we have. And then if you look in, also in Genesis, I forgot I mean, what. It goes back to Kemet, you know, Kemet with the black lands, you know what I'm saying? When you look and see, you'll see that Noah had triplets because he had all his sons in the 500 years. He was 500 years old. The only way you can have three mm-hmm. sons in the same year is they triplets. Right, 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 right. And I think that's right, where so the, the, the in, in triplica, you know what I'm saying, that they, they play up on that 369, you know, the type of deal and the strength of three, you know what I mean, at that point. I think that that is definitely All of it is definitely code. You know, I'm not trying to make it seem like it's literal, yeah. but you got to take people – when you come out and just start telling people, like, you got to understand, you're in a Christian country. You start telling them yeah. what the Bible is plagiarized from the seven tablets of creation or all this stuff that you start coming out with. Because everything we've been told is a lie. Just by everything mm-hmm. we've been told mm-hmm. is a lie. Right? Almost mm-hmm. everything that we've been told is a lie. This is why Jesus came in there. He said, you have to be reborn again. What does reborn yeah. mean? 
of the spirit. What is the yeah. spirit of your mind? You have to wash out. Yeah. You have to be brainwashed, meaning wash your brain of everything you've been told about reality, the na- the, uh, the mechanics of nature, how, uh, how everything works. Everything you've been told is a damn lie. Yeah. History, well, we, everything is a lie. We, 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 we here in this country are easy. Like I, I was doing some business with some Chinese folk that, you know, to, to the point to where we had to have, I had to have a, a translator on a, on a visual I was working that was going back to China. And they were trying to get, this is an independent level, so they didn't go to the majors. They came independently, and then I was brought to the table. The point that I'm making is, is that there was a, a, a of course, a, a trans, like a mix in translation in how I was describing film industry here to them. And she says, one of the Chinese ladies said, okay, mind wash me. I said, what? <laughs> she said, mind wash me. I said, I, I'm not, I, it, I totally missed what she was saying, but that's the thing out there. Like if, we, if they don't know what, when they go to a new place and they have their, their conception or perception of it is, is misconstrued, they have to forget what they thought about it and then know now what the truth is. So she's saying, brainwash me, mindwash me, take that shit that I did, that I thought I knew out and let me know what it is here. So the, the, the renewing of the mind is something that's not a, a yearly thing. You got to renew your mind every day. Kind of like people well, making New Year's resolutions right now. Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge <laughs> changes your knowledge changes your paradigm, and that's why you got to yeah. constantly be seeking knowledge and wisdom. You know that should be your um, lifelong goal in the pursuit of knowledge and wisdom. Because as your knowledge grows, your perception of things change. You know you're going to exactly. perceive something. You're going to perceive something at one level, at one level of knowledge, and then as you increase your knowledge, you're going to start seeing it in a different way. That's why I said uh, that I feel like people should study trust law first because it gave me a different set of eyes when I read the the Acts and the Constitution and a lot of different documents and everything. I got a new set of eyes now. I'm not seeing it the same way I did five years ago. I see it completely Mm -hmm. different. You know, it's and, a trust, and that's, you know, and that's, and that's the knowledge that I'm talking about when it comes to we still talking spiritual right now. Esoteric. We still talking esoteric at the end of the day, the renewing of something that is intangible. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It, and it, it, and I'm, we, I'm, 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 let me mm-hmm. say this, too. I'm, 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 and yeah. I got I got to say this. It also gives you respect. It does two things. It gives you respect for the people who wrote the documents because you understand the level of knowledge they have. And then you also understand what it's talking about in Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars when it made the statement that the motive of ignorance that exists between the elite and the general population is so wide you don't even know how wide the mode is. Because now you begin to understand just how far behind you are. It's like, damn, I'm this far. This is why they don't, this is why they don't, this is why when extraterrestrials come, they don't, the extraterrestrials don't come and talk to you. They say, why haven't seen extraterrestrials? Right, they're going to go and talk mm-hmm. to the elite. They're not going to talk to you. They understand who to go yeah. talk to. They're not going to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, y'all, exactly. what you got? You're not, you're not in control of any resources <laughs> on this planet. You don't have any power. Now, why would an extraterrestrial come talk to you? Yeah. Why would an intelligent yeah, exactly. species? They're going to come and talk to the most intelligent people on the planet. Yeah. That's like what it those, is. Those people, that, the people that... Would, would, would do the requisite study, study and show thyself approved to know that, as I was saying, again, going with the, the, the extra, the, the esoteric aspect, you don't make New Year's resolutions going from December to January. That's still in the time that Earth is in her barren state. 
That's why when you go to the so-called Jews or the Jewish people, what they doing it on? They doing it in March. And, and I'm gonna tell you, I um, springtime. You see what I'm saying? I'm a, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you this. Uh, I'm gonna give you this, and I gotta go to the next call of that. Yes, um, I started studying the Jews. I go over to their channel. They got their leader. They got this one guy. They put him in the level of like a messiah. And um, I start listening to his talks. And you know, he say things like, you know, hey, you know, your children don't need to be eating government food and. You know, had, you know, just I studied them. I started studying them. Instead of being mad at them, I started studying them. I started listening yeah. in on their conversations and things like that and listening to what they're saying. And that's what I would advise a lot of other people to do. You know, they put a lot of stuff on YouTube. And you start studying these yeah. people because the reason why is because the United States is in debt to these people. All right. They mm. are they are the ones that are passing the law. The statutes that are being passed are to get money from you to pay the national debt. Mm-hmm. That's what they're for. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's not very, oh, you can read the Jewish shetar and get all in this because the taxes, only about 50% of the people pay taxes. When you read the Grace Commission report, 100% of the taxes yeah. you're paying is going back to pay the national debt, and that's not enough. So they had to come up with all right. these creative ways to extract additional um, taxes from individuals without them being apprised of the fact that that's what they're doing. And that's what the statutes right. represent. I'm trying to tell y'all. Right. That's why they seem so unlawful right. and so unfair. You know, you spending 50% of your income is going to pay these people and everything like that because you're a debtor. All right? And so we got right. to get out of that. The debtor, it tells you in the Bible very clearly, the debtor is what? Okay? The, he, you know, he's, he's a slave to the creditor. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. So you got to get yourself mm-hmm. out of this position. And you got to help. And the yes, reason sir. that you're looked at as an enemy of the state is because that U.S. citizenship that uh, that what you take on that get that social security number it does make you an enemy of the United States because you feeding the beast. Because right, they they, you, they 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 mad at your ass because you ain't stepped up to know what the hell you supposed to be doing. Exactly. Even, exactly. Though, even though they allowed the contracting to happen in you know between the two and didn't tell you certain things. They still want to be the, – the root of it is the reason why they come at people the way that they come at people is because people make mistakes because they didn't do the requisite study. They train their individuals properly. That doesn't mean that they're the, the individuals that – for instance, you can't talk to the IRS about an IOD if you ain't got no CAF number. I don't know That's if that right. makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can't do it. So – What's the form? <laughs> exactly, my brother. Hey, yeah, brother, look, I got to go. Hold it up. Yeah, yeah, I got to go to the next caller. I got to go to the next caller. But thank you, brother. Thank you for thank yes, you sir. for thank you for your knowledge and for contributing to the show. I appreciate it. All right. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Peace to the gods. All right. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. All right. Let's keep gallivanting around the country real quick. All right. Where we gonna go next? I guess we gonna go over to the East Coast. And let's check out uh, South Carolina, 843 area code, 6969. You're on the line. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. What's going on? All right, all right. Um, And I just got a few questions. I ain't going to be long. I mean, one, I have a problem with my um, SPC university i'm trying to you know do the package to put a secure party but i'm having problems with my address i couldn't get anybody to um communicate back with me so i can get that straightened out okay let's uh look at it real quick um let's see real quick 
What's your What's your user? Uh, let me see real quick. It should be Cash Sam. Use- Cash Sam. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. I'm going to the website right now. Get up and get over here. Is it cat? Spell it for me. C a s h s h a m. Okay, I have you right here. And what was your problem? Or Smith. Correct. Correct. And you couldn't get what? What was it you couldn't do? The address. It was telling me that the address wasn't um didn't have a shipping available. Oh, oh, you were trying to like purchase something? Yes. Okay, all right. I mean, go ahead, go to your next question. I'll take care of that for you. I got you. I got you on the screen. I'll take care of that for you. Okay. Then. What's your next question? And, and, and basically, like, I've I've been stuck. At, I mean, I got a lot of knowledge. I feel like I got a lot of knowledge, and, and I've been following you for a while. But I got I've been basically stuck at the authenticating the birth certificate. After I got the well, the certificate of live birth. After I got that authenticated, I pretty much I've been stuck. At a standstill, basically right there to know basically what would be my next move besides the SPC package. I mean, other than that, and I don't you have know, anything outstanding like warrants or anything. No foreclosure. Right, right. No, um, let me let me put this. I, I'm not the originator of the authentication of the birth certificate. You know, a lot of people came out with that. They came out with this Minnesota Rule 220. Do you remember that? Most certainly, and that was perfect. I the uh, and. I, did you watch my video I did on Minnesota Rule 220? Yes, I did. Okay. The authenticated birth certificate, you know, they're trying to say it's a certificate of title. Um, I, I look at it as a trust certificate. Okay. As far as, the, as far as the secure party process, what you are doing is that represents a beneficial interest. Okay. They call you a beneficial owner. They say, well, I'm a beneficial owner. Okay. Well, you have, a, you have what's called an entitlement right. Like an, uh, coming out of Article Three of the U, uh, Article Eight of the UCC, okay, which means is a beneficiary has an equitable uh, equitable interest in receiving some sort of distribution from the estate, okay, which gives it value, which gives it value. All right, this is why people are saying your birth certificate is worth millions of dollars, because right, nobody really can put a value or a limit on your labor because a workman is worthy of his hire. Uh, you can charge whatever you want for your labor. Nobody knows how much money you're going to be worth, right? Because they are doing things based off your future labor, and nobody knows what your future labor is worth, okay? So when you're looking at an SPC process, what you are doing is you're forming a trust, right? They call it a UCC contract trust account. It is private. You are not taking over no goddamn TDA account or nothing like that. Everything is being done on the private side. Nothing in the public. Right, you ain't getting nothing in the public. All you are giving, all, all of the claiming of the social security numbers and the birth certificates, right, that is claiming your labor. That's your labor. Right? Nobody, I'm not your slave. Because under the Constitution, ain't no such thing as involuntary servitude. Okay? So everything I'm doing, I'm doing voluntarily. And, I'm okay, and I have the right to contract unlimited. So if I want to change the terms of my agreement that I got, right now the agreement you got with the United States is you the slave and you the surety for the national debt. Uh, would you agree with that? Correct. 
All right. Well, I want to change that. Okay. Because I understand that the creation of money is coming because I'm the creditor. Uh, everything is being created through my signature. I'm creating all of this. I'm the issuer. I'm, I'm the drawer. I'm the maker. The, all that belongs to me. Those are my designations. All right. Once you understand that, and you can convey that understanding to your public servant, which demonstrates that now that you are more than competent enough to handle your own commercial affairs, now you can appoint them as trustees. If you want to use a form 56, you can. And that, because they're the professionals, you don't know any of it. You don't know how they do the accounting and everything behind the scenes. You ain't got access to none of that. All right. But you understand this part of it. You understand what this birth certificate represents. So now I'm sending the correspondence to the Treasury Department. This beneficial interest, I want to place this into trust. And I want to point you as fiduciary over it. And here's what I want you to do. Here's my directive to you. Okay. All these old fake ass motherfucking debts that y'all creating out of thin air, based off my signature, I want you to offset that with my private credit. Because that's where the credit comes from. Don't nothing originate in the public. The public has no substance. They have no commercial energy. They are bankrupt. It's on the public record. House Joint Resolution 192, June 5, 1933, Public Law 73-10. And if, if any fool wants to come forward and say, well, that's been rescinded, please go to Title 31-5118 and read the rescission of the Gold Clause because it's still there on the public record. That's where they codified it. House Joint Resolution was a resolution. They put it in the United States Code. So they bankrupt. They can't form no claim. A bankrupt entity can't make a claim. So that's why they have colorable claims. All right? They can't do any of this. They bankrupt. They don't have no money. They have script that's being issued by an entity that is not a governmental entity. It's called the Federal Reserve, a central bank here in this country. They only have authority over what they create, and that's in the public. These straw men. So this is why you have to understand the difference between public and private. Okay, you are going private. I, you are, you are letting them know I'm, I am separate. I'm severing this operational presumption that I and this artificial entity are one and the same. Okay, you've amalgamated me to this artificial entity, this all caps name, this ends legis, this straw man, this person, whatever you want to call it. All right, there's a distinct difference between I got and I got documents where attorneys tell you this. Because they do, they tell you the same thing when you form in corporations. Understand that you and the corporation are not the same person. This artificial entity that you're creating is not the same person. Everything in the public is an artificial entity. You can go and find that on Wikipedia by reading uh, private law. As I tell you very clearly, all right, that uh, pri- pu- uh, public law is the interaction between artificial people and natural persons. That's how they write it. Right. Everything in the public is artificially created, is a phantasmagoria, is a artificial construct of the mind. Right. So once we can get this firmly established in our mind, okay, now we can intelligently communicate with our public servants. Why am I corresponding with the, uh, the Secretary of Treasury? Because I read the Federal Reserve Act. And once I understand that the Federal Reserve Act is a trust document, and then you have what's called appointed the first trustee and the second trustee. The first trustee is the secretary of treasury. The second trustee is the comptroller of the currency. 
okay, that they've been appointed the trustees of this trust. Okay, well, you over this bankruptcy. Okay, well, since you over the bankruptcy, all right, well, here, I'm a private person. I'm going to help you out. I know that y'all done tricked me with all this stuff right here and they give me full disclosure and let me know exactly what I was getting into. But now I'm going to change. We're going we gonna to renegotiate the contract. Okay, then I got full disclosure. This over here is all void ab initio because I wasn't giving full disclosure of all material facts about this is going to affect me. So, okay, so I'm canceling out this contract, and here's the new contract that I'm giving you. I'm still going to assist you through this bankruptcy because that's what y'all need. Y'all need assistance with this bankruptcy. But I'm going to issue these bonds. Uh, you're not going to create the bond. I'm going to create the bond. And then I'm going I'm to allow you because trustees got to get paid. Okay, so the interest that's being accumulated, I know you're going to discount this bond and trade it on the open market desk, all right? But I'm going to want you to take that interest. You can take that, but the principal off that bond, I want you to take that. I want you to offset these public obligations. And they keep these bonds all the time if they're constructed correctly. You never get them back because they operate off of the language of silence. They only talk to you when you do some shit wrong. When you do it right, you don't hear nothing from them. Okay, now you'll find in the IRS code, it tells you when you send an international bill of exchange, okay, it tells you that you have to authorize them to settle all accounts. All right, once you start studying the codes and you come back and look at the secure party, whoever wrote it, because I didn't write all of this. I didn't create none of it. I'm not the creator of none of this. I didn't create none of this shit. I'm not no kind of person that came and made my own process. I'm teaching people processes that have been around for 30 years. And that's just now really getting a lot of a lot of public attention and so forth. And because the principle on it is sound. It's sound once you understand what you're doing. Okay, you'll see that they do this in other areas of the world. The same way they just may not use the birth certificate as the collateral or as the securitization uh, 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 element of whatever it is they're trying to do. But once you establish that where value comes from, I was watching magicians. I want y'all to go and watch Magicians. On, I was watching it on Netflix. And this guy got his hands cut off, and he's had to go get his hands put on. And after he got his hands put on, the dude said, okay, I want $20, I want $20 uh, in gold, 20 gold pieces. He said, no, nah, man, you, trip, you tripping. So the dude said, oh, would you like to pay for it in labor? Okay, and then when you go and read a tax, a tax will tell you the taxes are not necessarily paid in some sort of pecuniary fashion. Well, if you're not paying with taxes and money, what's the only way you can pay for taxes if you're not paying for tax and money? It had to be your labor. labor. That's, what, that's what everybody labor. did, labor. Okay, that's, what, that's why you say you don't pay your debt to society. They put you in jail because you owe a debt. Okay, they use an admiralty maritime, which is based off debt, which is contracts and debt. I done read all of it. It's about debt. When you do, when you do, when you violate a statute, they want some money. And if you don't give them the money, they put your ass in jail. This is the secret. That's what they hiding. Now, if you read the Grace Commission report, it tells you that 100% of your taxes is going to pay back the national debt. So what is government functioning off of? They ain't getting no money from you because everything they get, they got to they gotta give to these damn Jews. So they got to get creative. Okay, well, we're going to create bonds. We're going to create charges. Right, we're going to charge you with something and then not tell you that it's a debt collection and then go make a bond off of it and go sell it. And that's how we're going to fund government. What other answer could there be? Ain't no damn gold and silver. Everything's operating right. off of interesting things. Liens. 
There is no other answer. There's no other answer. When there's no money, substance-backed money or money of exchange, there's no exchange going on. There is a we, – we, now what we're doing is that we are using a uh, – uh, uh, we're we, um, um, ledgering everything and balancing the books every day so nobody owes anything, anybody anything. That's the only way you can function in a society when there is no money. Okay? If we're dealing with debt, then the only way that we can keep everything functioning, the books got to be balanced. Settle all accounts. All the information you see in the SBC process, that's what they're talking about. Balance the books. When you look at zero out your account, that is a document floating around on the Internet that Gene Keating talks about, y'all should read. That is a very – I've been scared to make a damn video about that. Uh, all the, the, the uh, damn, um, uh, uh, damn response I got off damn the copper moonshine thing, I was making a video off of that, and I started reading over this shit. I don't think I should make a video about this. This might attract just too much of the wrong goddamn attention. That's why I made a video about it. I started making it, and as I was making it, I said, I don't know. I'll do this right here. God, dog, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I might just like, man, why the fuck did you put that in the public domain like that? You know, because I didn't garnered all this attention, these 200,000 people. I know I'm going to get on somebody's radar. Like, God damn, it will start approaching a million. When you get a million people looking at your shit, it's only 300 damn million people in the country. And you got one million of them and growing? Somebody's looking at you. Somebody's looking at you. All right, somebody's, somebody's looking at you. Okay, okay, who is this dude, you know, that is doing all this shit? So, but I'll tell you the doc, that's why, and that's another reason why I tell y'all documents to read. It limits my liability. I, I could write my own document. I can write, I, 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 yeah, I'm a, I write very well. I could sit down and write a PDF. But the research has basically already been done by some very, very astute individuals and so forth. So I'm like, look, y'all read this. It's already out there for you and everything. I can write my own stuff out. I ain't seen nobody come out with nothing new that ain't already been talked about like a million times before. Nothing. They'll try to cast it. All they're doing is taking the knowledge that they've learned and understanding the principles and creating a different process. Now, I'm not saying that the process is not any good, but it's all based off principles, notices. You got to give notices. Some people are calling it an injunction. Still a notice. <laughs> it's a no, you ain't getting no judgment on it or nothing. It's a notice. Even a notice to somebody. Right? A gentleman always gives notice. Okay, now we're talking about if you're going to deal in instruments, okay, well, we got to understand what negotiable instruments law is talking about, which is nothing new. It's been around 6,000 years. It's a law merchant. Okay, so we go ahead and start studying that. We can see, okay, that's why they went to negotiable instruments law in 1933 because there wasn't no money no more. So they had to start adopting uh, negotiable instruments law. When you look at it, these people not really that smart. They did things under the doctrine of necessity. They did what they had to do. The thing about it is Woodrow Wilson and all those guys was irresponsible. We put fucking irresponsible people into office, and we're still doing it to this very day. These motherfuckers are irresponsible, Okay. And, uh, uh, you, you know, but they talk real good out in the public and everything like that. So you got to understand all this. So once you understand all that, you authenticate a birth certificate. In my opinion, okay, that, uh, that birth certificate has value. That is, that, is, that is the gold. The birth certificate is the gold. Because it is, uh, it is prima facie evidence that you are benefit. It lets you everybody know you were born here in this country. 
You were born here in the States, all right? You're tied to the land. You're, pri- you're a real living being, a private person capable of doing work. That represents your labor, okay? That has the value. And once you get it and authenticate it, that is evidence that you have it in your possession. That's why every time you get a new birth certificate, it has a different serial number on it. No, none of the, no, none of the copies of the birth certificates you have have the same number on it. So you got a different one. So you're letting them know, I have it in my possession. Here, I'm going to make a copy of it and send it to you. It's mine. I'm, okay, I'm filing it. I'm getting authenticated. You, got, you have to have anything authenticated because it has to be evidence that you have it. That you can't, in, you can't introduce something that's not authentic. You can't even take a birth certificate to court and put it into court if it's not authenticated. Right. right. By you doing that, what does that, what does that mean when you put that authenticated birth certificate into a court? Me, uh, if you, well, I would put it, it depending on what instructions you're giving to them. You know, I got my, you, uh, like when you see people, they talk about, they hold up the birth certificate. I want you to take this, and I want you to set off all the accounts, settle the account. I want full settlement closure. And don't let them trick, try to trick you and feel like that birth certificate ain't worth money. You got to understand, the only person yeah. that get a copy of that birth certificate is you. When you hand it to something, when you transfer it to somebody, because you can transfer uh, something, now they get the beneficial interest in it. And I'm, and I'm always transferring a copy to them, right, not the uh, original. Well, what it is, what they're doing with the, uh, the secure party process, you're making a bond. That's why you're making a copy of it and sending it to them. You're casting it into the form of a bond, and you give them the copy of the bond. That's what you're doing. But you have an evidence that I got it in my hand. Here's the bond. Right. Here's the proof. You're authenticating all your documents, letting them know, I got this document. I'm the, I'm the holder in due course of this document. It's in my possession. Okay, I have the beneficial interest. I'm transferring some of that beneficial interest to you. Because that's what they do. What do you think they do when they get your charge? They file a lien against your, your Social Security number, your trust account, that beneficial interest. Well, you you getting a priority, a priority lien in that to prevent them from doing it, and then you switching around saying, look, I know you can't put no more liens against my estate, but here, here's a negotiable instrument. Take care of what you need to take care of. I'm not an enemy of the state. I know y'all motherfuckers is irresponsible. Y'all know I do business and shit, but I'm going to help you out. Start acting like the creditor. Start acting like the master. Hey, look, here you go, man. Y'all know y'all need some money. Y'all broke motherfuckers. And then sometimes they will say, keep what you do, and then tell you, well, that wasn't no good, because they might want another one. Well, can you give us another one? It's their way of, they got to ask you for stuff without asking you for it. You got to start looking with a different set of eyes and stop being so contentious. Right. Stop letting your emotions rule you. And lose your head and look and see what's going around or going on. Well, the emotion sometimes conquers only because of the fear, you know, the fear of, of either losing or failing. And, when you and know the only, you thing of, only thing get rid of fear is knowledge. Knowledge is the fear killer. Fear, you have fear of the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. But the more knowledge you get, you're going to know what's going to happen. People that know what's going to happen are not afraid. There's only people that don't know what's going to happen that are afraid. Right. Right. Knowledge. And so when you say they put liens on your social security number, like if you rescind it, do you um, and like say you work, and you rescind your uh, social security number. That does, it, does that affect your um, 
When you rescind the social security number, you close in the account. A closed account remains open for adjustment and set off. Just look at the definition of a closed account. All right, closed accounts right. remain. Oh, that's why when people came out with them writing them uh, closed account checks to set off, uh, prior, them, them two late, them two people that uh, husband and wife team that was going all over the country and they were using uh, closed accounts and taking checks from closed accounts to set off accounts and everything. That's where that came from. It's the same principle. Only you're doing it also on the private side. You're shutting down the account so they can't what debits and credits. You don't. I don't want no more debits and credits on this account. All it's still open, but it's only open. For adjustment is set off. Set off is your remedy. Okay, so when you do when you do that, though, is it? Go ahead. What's your question? No, I'm saying I, when I, you say they rescinded their social security number when they was in jail, they got released. So, say for instance, you don't have any charges or nothing like that, and you still rescind it. Say for instance, they try to arrest you or you go to jail. Then what will happen? Which your well, the thing about it, they, the, the whole thing about it is, if they ain't got, if they don't have something to lean they gotta let you go like don't you hear the stories about people they get arrested they don't give them a driver's license number social security number don't let them fingerprint them they can only hold you 72 hours because they can't lean first thing if you if you get pulled over by the police you don't have your driver's license what they ask you for but the first thing they ask you for if you don't have your driver's license on you tell them what they ask you for what they ask you for the driver's license or the registration or insurance if you don't have none of that on you, what oh, is the next thing that for the date of birth? They ask you, they ask you for your social security number, and your date of birth. Right. That is the property they need. If you ain't got that, that's what this whole thing is about. Okay. What if you almost, so, what if I give them none of that. What if I don't give him none of that and he still just put me up in the system because he knows because he knows me from another incident or something like that? That's what it is. They know you got one. That's why you got to give notice right. and do all these processes, get these notices and notify these people of the status that has changed as it relates to that estate. OK, I'm not giving you exactly. access to this estate anymore. That's the whole purpose of giving all of them notices. A gentleman always gives notice. I don't care what kind of notice. You use an injunction. I don't care what you use. Give them a notice. But understand what you notifying them of. This is right. about lien and bonds. Everything that we're doing is about creditors and their bonds. Everything in society operates off bonds. Bonds come from liens. Interest in things. That's what a lien is. It's an interest in a thing. They're trying to lien you. The game and commerce is getting a lien on somebody else's property because there is no money. I love your fucking energy, man. I swear. All right, brother. I'm gonna let somebody else speak. Just um, right, I just brother. do want to get that uh address straightened out so I can be able okay, to. Okay, uh, I will. I got you. I got you. I won't do it right now. I'll do it when I'm through. But I got you on my screen. I got you pulled up on my screen. Okay. All right. I All feel right. like when I ask dumb questions, you get much, you get higher in energy. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's because hey, you know when I answer questions, man, it's all organic. It's like. It's you know it's like something speaking through me. Yeah, y'all probably can tell sometimes. It's like I don't know why I talk the way I do sometimes when I'm on the air. I don't I don't know why. You know, it's like it's emotional. No, it's, 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 it's the truth. You know, it's the truth. That's that what I feel. I feel like you know the more that you keep on pushing the truth, pushing the truth, it just keeps driving you because that's the drive. The truth to let people know the truth that drives you. 
And I'm urging you, I'm urging you, I'm urging you also to go, go, don't believe me, go check it out, go investigate it for yourself. I'm not asking nobody to believe nothing I'm saying. Don't believe shit I'm saying. Go find out for yourself. That That's what I'm mad at. I think the energy comes from that people won't go and investigate it. Because, see, the thing about it is I won't, I won't, I, I'm trying to wake up everybody. Wake up. Wake up. See what's going on around you. If you won't change. If you yeah, want to change, I'm just trying to get the application part down. I, I, the changing and everything, the willpower is there. As far as applying this information, is where I'm having the most difficulty at. I feel like you know, even a lot of things that you said, and I know, but I wouldn't dare interrupt you most of the time while you were speaking. I just don't know how to. I just having trouble applying. I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing the webinars again. I, I haven't done webinars in a long time, and um, I'm gonna start doing them again. You know, and just show you, you know, on the, on the, on the, you know, because doing them damn videos on YouTube, I like them, but I can't do everything. They take a long time. My videos take a long time to make. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm back on the air. I'm like, man, fuck this YouTube shit. I'm going to get back on the air. Because <laughs> it's like, that take a long time and a lot of energy to make them videos. Y'all have no idea. Then if I misspell a word, Bubba will be talking about, hey, you miss, you know, you misspell Largis. I, I said, man, look, I was probably doing that at three o'clock in the morning. I was tired. I know how to pronounce the word. It's like, damn, I'm sitting there read. Every time I read one of these documents, it takes me about two hours to read it. So, you know, it's like they don't, they can't appreciate the time and energy that goes into making those things. So it's a little quicker if you just do a, a, a webinar and just show somebody, look, here's how you do it. Write, write your notice like this. Write like this, and then just take people step by step, you know, just in real time. So, you know, I'm going to do some more webinars. You, said after that, you should be able to create our own documents, basically being creative. Coming from the heart and actually knowing what, and, you, and that's what I, that's what, and that's what I'm gonna do in the webinar. I'm gonna take a blank sheet of paper. I ain't gonna have no pre-done paper. I'm when you see the screen, the, the paper gonna be blank, and I'm gonna write the whole thing in real time right in front of you. <laughs> All right. All right, All right thank you very much for your time, brother. Okay, all right, peace, peace, God. Let me go to D.C. real quick. D.C., Washington, D.C., 202 area code. You're on the line. What's on your mind? Peace. Peace. What's going on? Peace and blessings. I'm actually calling from Brooklyn, but <laughs> the number is definitely a D.C. number. How are you? Oh, okay. I'm doing all right. How are you doing, so, sir? I'm doing great. I am thrilled to have been connected with your work. Um, one of my elders, my soul mother, is actually the one that put me on. And about two weeks ago, I signed up for a free account, a free account on your website. And I've just been diving in. I want to be knowledgeable before I start doing these processes, but I also don't want to um, overthink it because I have the tendency to do that and feel like I need to know everything before I start. I really am interested in creating a trust um, because I was in the process of starting an LLC. I was exploring the different options for different entities. So when I found out about the trust, the video that she actually shared with me was the webinar that you did about trust. Right. I, I wanted to know if I would be able to, Watch the other tw- of the twenty-two because it said it was one out of twenty-two, but I can't I give, find it. On I the- think I think I don't do it on the free. I don't do it on the free. You know, to get access to okay. the webinars, you got to do at least twenty-five dollar a month level, 
you know, and I give oh. people access to all the webinars on that. Um, I don't know if I put the trust on there because I got a whole section on the website just for trust. I kind of kept that separate. Trust information is, you know, it's some very valuable information. But um, what I was going to say is I'm going to start doing the trust webinars um, starting tomorrow. On the, well, it's going to be the new year. New Year's tomorrow is Monday. Yeah, I'm thinking about starting the trust webinars, you know, because those 22 classes I did, I'm going to do another 22 classes. Because, see, I got better okay. technology. I can make the videos look better now. The videos I did back then were, you know, as I was the beginning. I know what I was doing. But you see the videos I'm making now on YouTube. They're like, you know, 100 times better. I got professional equipment. I got professional mics. I got, you know, all kind of things, you know, to make my audio sound good and, you know, do everything, like make it look a not nice to make the presentations, uh, I think, a lot more impactful uh, than what I did back then. And you'll be able to see it in real time. So you want to go in those as well. I'll be posting a link on the front of my website where people can enroll in those courses. You don't even have to become a member of SBC University to attend those. So, you know, okay. I am going to charge I am going to charge for them because like I did before, I charged $25 a class. Okay. But the classes usually last about two to three hours a piece. You know, I'm taking okay. you through law. I'm taking you through law books because, see, if you want to understand trust, you need to start out with the basics. What is a trustee? What is a grantor? All right. What is a creator? All right. What is a... a uh, what is a, a you know a beneficiary? What is a trust corpus? What is a trust protector? You know these things. You know you need to start out with mm-hmm. the basics and learn, and then you can go into what all the different types of trust are: grantor trust, business trust. You know all these different things: public charitable trust. You can learn all these different things, but you start out with the basics first, and then we go into a trust indenture agreement. When you start putting together an indenture agreement, because once you understand all those things, now you can understand how you want to construct your document. Okay, for your because your document kit should be you shouldn't be using boilerplate trust documents. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. All right. A, a trust document should be uh, uh, custom tailored to your particular need. All right. Because everybody's different. Everybody's not the same. Everybody don't have the same need. You know, everybody don't have the same kind of state. You know, some people don't have any. Everybody has an estate, but a lot, some people have more in their estate than others. So, you know, these are things that, you know, you need to you need to understand and learn. So, you know, I'll be doing that. And I might go ahead and just put that on on there for you, you know, uh, you know, on, in the free set uh, in the twenty five dollars section uh, for those twenty two trust classes, because people have been asking me about it. But I'm going to go back and start okay. doing those classes again. All right. Um, so the other thing I wanted to ask you about because I wanted to. So the, the aspect of just, like, protection and what you and some of the other videos, um, you talked about the priority lien. So I didn't want to necessarily have to go through the entire process of reading all the documents that I've noted from the different audios that I've listened to that I know I need to go and read. Should I – because there's a secured party e-course on there, but when I click on it, the pay, it says the page is not found. And I want to know that process. So if there's a way for me to start, you know, doing the the UCC search and figuring out. Well, I mean, I, I got no, no. I mean, you got to, you know, the gold level and the and the platinum level give you access to the course. You're not going to get access to that on the free level. On the free level, I give you free okay. PDF. You know, I give you all a lot of PDFs, a lot of reading material. I, I might throw a few little web uh, videos on there or whatever. But, you know, that's so, you know. I, I use that as my deposit of all my information that I accumulate and everything. I give everybody access to that. 
But if you want uh, instructional videos and everything, yeah, you're going to pay right. for that. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to update. <laughs> and, hey, I mean, it's like, it's like this. And the way I do it, I mean, I was doing it month to month, but people just pay $69 in counsel to counsel. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that no more. I mean, this stuff's worth, you know, a lot of money and everything, you know. So, you know, if you want to, you know, I had to figure out a way I, I was going to do it, you know, because I'm trying to give people as much information as I can. People don't want to donate. If people would donate, I wouldn't have, I hate doing the, how I'm doing it. I just would prefer people just donate. You donate the money and everything else, you know, you know what I'm saying? Shit, we just keep doing this till the moon comes home, you know what I'm saying? You know, you pay $25 when you go out to eat, you don't pay $25 for something, you know, like this right here. And that way, they get, that frees me up time because then I got to file taxes, do all kind of shit. You know, I got all kind of shit. If you give me a donation, I can, you know, I'm like, okay, this is easy. You know, I can just give people the information. I, if I haven't proved by now that I don't take money that y'all give to me and reinvest it in y'all, I don't know what I need to do right now. You know, I, I think people think I, I just take money and just run with it. No, I take my money and I put it back into my educating all of y'all. Y'all okay. don't see that? Y'all don't see that? Y'all don't see how much time I'm doing? You know, you don't know, see all the time and effort I put in all that. Ain't you looking at YouTube and see? Y'all don't see that? Ain't you on my Facebook group? I'm posting in there every day. I'm on YouTube posting something every day. You don't see what I'm doing? You know, so, you know, that that's that. But I, I understand your question. I understand that's, your question. Yeah, respect, respect. I definitely, I value the work, and I, I'm definitely going to do an upgrade so I can have access to more information so I yeah you get a lot of on the 25 dollar level i give you access to about all my we, old, old webinars i did you know old section there you got access to all the webinars you know so you can go in there and look at them okay so i wanted to ask you about um some questions related to debt um particularly because i couldn't i didn't see anything or i didn't hear anything um about student loans and right now, my main concern um, for myself is student loan debt and also um, the IRS and a debt um, is a, a public a public debt is a public debt. Don't matter. You don't matter, matter what you call it. It's all the same. Okay. Some some of them so you the might IRS. get more pu- you might get more pushback on some of them than others. All right, but they say because they ain't loan you shit. How, how are they gonna loan you anything? They they bankrupt. Ask yourself that question how are they loaning you any money and they bankrupt how can a bankrupt entity make a loan to you where did you did you get let me let me ask you another question did you see some money come in your hand no okay my thing is this this is all accounting understand it's accounting okay there are there is a medium of, of of monetary value that is circulating throughout the economy, right? But what you got to understand is it's based off of debt. It's based off of debt. So you're not paying a student loan. You're not paying anything. You are offsetting it. You're doing it. You're doing a ledger entry where you're taking the value of your labor and setting it off because everything that you've done is already prepaid. Okay, that's the what that's what they did. They, everything is prepaid. As a private individual. When they came to us in 1933, okay, here's the trick. Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt made all persons turn in their gold and silver. Okay, that wasn't talking to the private people. 
The private people, how they looking at it, well, y'all just volunteer. And I read a document from uh, Paul War- Warburg. I am looking for this because Paul War- Warburg is one of the um, uh, original uh, 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 architects of the Federal Reserve and so forth. And you can find this out on the Federal Reserve website. They'll tell you this. You go to their website, they'll give you the whole story of Jekyll Island and everything on the Federal Reserve website. Okay? And you'll see that he said that the gold is wasting away in the pockets of the citizens. He made that statement that y'all got this gold and silver in y'all pocket and really just wasting away because y'all don't fucking know what to do with it. And that's why you need to read Silent Weapons for Quiet War. So we voluntarily gave our gold and silver to these people to finance government. Money has always come from the private side because when gold and silver, where did gold and silver come from? It came from when y'all, we was digging it out the ground, and then we took it to an assayer, okay, and then they coined it, weighed it up and coined it for us, and then they gave us a gold certificate, which let us redeem that same weight in gold that we just gave to them. And we stopped, and what, we, what happened was we no longer went back and redeemed the gold. 10%, only 10% of the people would only go back and get their gold. That's why today they have a 10% reserve. Because numbers don't lie. 90% of y'all don't care about gold and silver. You only care about what gold and silver can buy you. And they understood that principle that they gave you something to operate in commerce with. But it's all debt-based and it's created through signature. So once you understand all of that, and you get back to, like I told you, I don't know if you was listening to the other brother I was explaining that to. Okay? Now you can recontract with the government in the capacity as a creditor understanding that you understand how to and you said well i don't think i need to read all these documents oh oh yes the hell you do you should do you shouldn't file you shouldn't file not one piece of paper if you don't know what every fucking word on that piece of paper means all right all right and 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 let me say this to you i didn't file my first UCC one time, I've been studying this 18 months. Okay. Because I was just like you. I was hesitant. I didn't, wasn't sure I understood what I was doing. You know, I was like, you know, I don't know what this means. You know, because I was in jail and I didn't understand. I didn't have access to everything. So when they were talking about a UCC3, I'm like, what the fuck is a UCC3? Well, I got to put a you know, claim on. You only got so much time to read and access the information. So I was hesitant, too. I said, I don't know if I'm filing this, if I'm filing something that's correct, if I'm correctly doing this. So your hesitancy is understandable, but you don't want to overthink nothing, but you won't overthink it if you prove yourself, uh, uh, you know, by study, you know, that you put in a diligent study and understanding that this is not meant for everybody. This is meant for the elite. It's meant for the elite of society. The elite of society read. Uh, Leaders are readers. I'm sure you heard that before. Leaders mm-hmm. are readers. All right, you're not reading. Right. You're not supposed to be doing none of this. All right, what has happened is in society today, with the advent of social media, is none of y'all want to read anymore. All right, you become lazy. You want to you want to watch a video. You want to watch an audio. You don't want to pick up a book and read anymore. And that's working against you. All right, I still get books. I love going to uh, the bookstore and sitting in there and just like uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the bookstore they got. Um, I don't know why I can't think of it right now. Uh, but I go in there. They got a little coffee shop in there. I go in there and get a book and sit over there and read sometimes. I love reading. You got to love to read. You got to love words. 
right? These are the people that are successful in this, all right, that love to study, okay? But if you're looking for somebody else to um, do something for you, then you're derelicting your duty to yourself because nobody's going to look after you more than you, not even me. I'm not, because when it comes to some sort of conflict between your interest and my interest, my interest is always going to take precedence over yours. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I'm I'm willing to read. I, I'm actually looking forward to. I'm gonna be out of the country for a few months, and I'm just gonna focus on really diving into these documents. Um, I wanted to know if because I still have to I still have to conduct business. If it makes sense to go the route of doing like an LLC. Um, in the meantime, so that, but my thing is like, even when it comes to that aspect of things, like there's still so much I'm going to have to read and learn about that process as well. And let me ask so, you a question. If you want to get in real estate investing, do you think that you're going to have to read? Yes. Okay. I learned how to real estate invest reading books. Ron LeGrand and a lot of these other guys, you know, I used to read all their books and everything. It's like they give you every. They don't hide nothing. They Carlton sheets. He used to he used to come out with you know no money down videos. All that stuff works. But you know what? Only ten percent of the people actually implemented it, and that that is a rule throughout doing seminars. Only ten percent of the people gonna do what you actually said in the seminar. Ninety percent of the people ain't. Mm-hmm. That's what any seminar you go to. The information is always on point. It's just that the application of the information, information means nothing if you don't. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. So would the wise thing be to continue my studies and just hold off? I would. Yeah, I, I would read. I, I, I would study. I, I, what are you? How? You don't even sound very old. What What you in a hurry for? I'm 28. What, what you, <laughs> in your 20s, those are fuck off years. I call 20 to 29, that's when you get to make fuck off and make all your mistakes. 30, you're supposed to have that shit under control. That's what y'all going to do. Y'all going to party, do all everything, you know. It's only a rare few that's going to get rich within them 20s. The average person don't get rich until you're about 40 years old. That's the average person. That you start getting it together when you get older. So what you in the area for? Go and study. And get all your information. You're ahead of the curve already because most of the people your age ain't even know even know about this information. Right. The majority of people studying this yeah. information are older individuals, like 35 and up. Mm-hmm. Study it. Study to show yourself approved. All right? So you won't have to be a skeptic. You can be a student. Okay? Skeptics mm-hmm. of people don't know shit. Students of people is actually, you know, taking the time and looked up words, studied things, and validated the information. I, and I'm not saying I know everything. Please don't let it seem like I know everything. Mm-hmm. I can sit here and talk for three hours and never pick, pick up a book. But that don't mean I don't know everything, that I know everything. I don't. It's a vast amount of information out there that I don't know. I don't know everything. But I've taken right. the time to learn a few principles. Learn the principles. Right. And then, and then the knowledge like, will make sense. I feel like the sense of urgency comes from not wanting to get caught up in a situation that I could better position myself to handle. 
then act so, honorably. Been- Wait, but hold on, hold on. This is what acting honorably. Okay, like when I was young, I used to get in a lot of trouble with the police. You know, because I was just I was from, I was from the hood. I grew up around hood people, you know, and we weren't introduced to a lot of things. I wasn't introduced to business and all that kind. Of, I was only introduced to hustling. Okay, basically, or go get a job. It's one or two. Try the job shit. I didn't like that shit at all. It just did not sit well with me. I didn't give a damn about getting a college degree because that meant to me going and getting a job. And I knew getting a job is some shit I did not want to do. There's only one thing that I was sure of in my life when I was younger is I didn't want to work for no damn body. Now, that led me to a road where I got I ended up getting in trouble and doing some things like that. As I got older, I understood the value of educating myself. In other words, mastering something. Okay, as a young person, you got to become an expert in one thing. If you want to build websites, be an expert in that. You call it a trade if you want to. See, they gave they didn't gave you all these college degrees. Y'all now got all this student debt, and you can't even get a damn job, most of you. And then even more of you don't even have a job in what you got a degree in. You just got a damn piece of paper to prove that you can follow directions and read some shit and, and, and do what they tell you to do, you know, mark the answers correctly. All right? But you should have learned in college how your brain works, okay, that you have to read something seven times, how the brain cells start forming so that information will start to assimilate inside of you. You got to read something more than one time, okay? You can do that with anything. So now you need some income coming in. So once you get some income coming in, that frees your time up right, to do other things. It frees your time up to study and do things like that. You don't have free time because you won't take the initial leap to try to op- open a business for yourself. Okay, you cannot I'm, – I'm not teaching to destroy the system. If you go and try to destroy the system, you're in for a bad time. You're in for a bad time. All right? The thing is, is that, you know, you're supposed to be, like, utilizing the system to your benefit. You know, you know we don't want to have these. Uh, that's why they call us anti-government. Uh, they like, you are anti-government terrorists. You, uh, you're an anarchist. You know, all these labels they start giving to you. You don't want to follow any laws or anything like that. No, you know, one of my rules is be honorable. Be an honorable individual. You know, you know it's like I am concerned about the only reason they have to put these laws in is because you're not respectful of your fellow man and his property and his safety. You know, public safety is the first issue. So learn how to be an honorable individual, okay, and then learn how to think correctly, and then things won't come in your way. Start studying the law of attraction, okay, so you won't create problems for yourself, okay, because you're worried about something. 90% of the stuff that you worry about will never even happen. That's why the only thing that you have to be concerned with is the now. That's why Jesus Christ said in the Bible, why are you worrying about tomorrow? Okay, you can't change, you you don't, tomorrow don't exist, and you can't do shit about yesterday. The only thing that you can do something about is right now, the eternal now. That's why all affirmations are conducted in the now. I am. Learn how to think constructively. All wealthy people do. They think constructively, all right? So learn how to start ordering your thoughts constructively. I start working on yourself and then you can work on, you know, all this other stuff also at the same time, but don't be worried about what's going to happen to you. That's a waste. Damn. That's the way that's the biggest waste of mental, mental energy there is. 
worrying about something. So what is the appropriate way? Like if I'm doing freelance work, right? I haven't, I haven't filed taxes. And there, in some cases, like in some um, contracts that I've gotten, I've had to sign IRS documents. So I know there's an obligation there. So that's, um, I want to make sure that moving forward that I do that the right way so that I'm not but, creating obligations for myself. But right I'm now, not, you, um, if you got a tax, if you got a tax obligation and you don't know what to do right now, I would suggest that you go get your CPA. All right. Number one. All right. Now, if you're alluding to something like the 1099 OID or something like that, that's outside the scope of this discussion, what I'm going to discuss over the air. But there is information available. You can, you, you can go and read a document called Zero Out Your Account. Right, that gets into all that 1099 OID discussion and everything. It gives you illustrations, how to fill out the documents and everything. As well you as... Zero your account? It's called Zero Out Your Account. Zero Out Your zero Account. Out. Just put in zerooutyouraccount.pdf in Google, and it'll pop up. Okay. Thank you. All right. right. Anything else? Yes. Yes. I wanted to know if you've ever read the court transcript for Dr. Fabi, the Alfredo Bowman case. No, I haven't. I haven't read it. I know that there was probably some, um, you know, because they're killing off all of our natural paths. I. That that's that's not just him. They killed like a thousand of them. You know, he was just one some of the more, one of the most prominent ones in the black community. They've been getting rid of all of them because the pharmaceutical community, I would think, would probably have something to do with it. But I haven't had a chance to read it. Is there something interesting okay. in it that you want to share? Well, I wanna I I wanted to ask you about it because I'm gonna try to get access to the transcript. I don't I haven't had that, but online I was able to get the judgment in order on consent and it was confusing when I was reading it because it gives the impression that he didn't win the case. So, um, you know, I know it's a legend that, you know, seventy seven people came and testified and all but I wanted to actually Oh know, yeah, okay you know, on that. You know, I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. read it. Uh, I didn't, I didn't read that. Uh, but um, obviously, something happened. He wasn't. He didn't go. He didn't go to prison. Right. You know, usually what they'll do is they'll put something like a um, an injunction against you. All right, an injunction mm-hmm. because if you know, because everything is, you gotta understand that they, um, the FDA regulates everything, and you out here talking about, you know, okay. I'll give you an example. Do you know there's a law here in uh, in Georgia that says you can't grow your own food in your backyard? Hmm. Why? No, I didn't. Know why? That. Why would they make a law like that? Okay, I went and studied because it's going. And here's the thing: because it's going to interrupt interstate commerce. All right. I if Doctor Sabi, if you are here promoting natural things. It's going to affect the pharmaceutical industry, and that's going to affect the economy. All right? So I under, I, I, they, they don't hide anything. They tell you their reasoning, their line of thinking behind something. It might not make sense to us, and it might even seem unjust. But this is why I tell people that when you have this U.S. citizen designation, uh, the United States government is a corporation, and they in the, the profit and paying the national debt. That's a priority one. And if you're doing anything that's going to interfere with that, they're going to give you a charge. It's called, you know, it's called interfering with interstate commerce or commerce in particular. 
Okay, if you enter, if you enter, if you interrupt with the flow of commerce and taxation and anything like that, they're coming for you. All right, don't matter if you're right or wrong. But I can't understand. Um, I mean, I haven't read his transcript. I don't know if he. Well, I, I never took the time to read it or not. But one thing I do know is that everything he's saying is true. Is that there's no such thing as an uncurable disease. That anytime that you have any disease in the body, it's because the body's out of balance. Right. And I feel like, so just upon, like, studying, and this is, like, client work that I've been um, working on, but just really focusing in on him in particular, or even people like um, Afini Shakur, who who won these cases, I feel like, I mean, to me, it's exactly what you were talking about when you were talking about the spiritual side of it, because if you're coming with a righteous position, then that righteousness almost transcends what you may not know about, you know, legal process because what you're saying is yes true. it does okay well you got to understand what you mean when you say righteous what is righteous what is your definition of righteousness to me my definition of righteousness i really go by our ancestral definition um you know in kemet ma'at the 42 covenants you know truth justice reciprocity and righteousness being that that wholeness that balance of what is and to put it in layman's terms, the 42 laws and everything is natural law. You follow in the laws of nature. Mm-hmm. Everything, laws of nature is the highest laws, all right? You, you follow those, they're immutable. Everything has to descend from that, you know? So it starts there. It starts under, and the easiest example I always get is dietary laws. Dietary laws, there are, there's food that belongs in your body, and there's food that does not belong in your body. Processed food does not belong in your body at all. Okay, it doesn't matter if it tastes good. It doesn't matter what you feel about Doritos or anything like that. They don't belong in your body. Mm-hmm. All right, so I that's how natural law operates. The cause and effect, um, law of karma. You know, these are things, you know, do on others, you have them do on to you. All right, these are things that, you know, they're laws, you know. They're, gonna, they're going to redound back on you regardless of how you feel about it. So understand what the laws are, and then you can bring yourself into harmony with man's laws because you can understand why they are written the same way. Because basically government is here to govern under individuals who don't have a respect for natural law. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could, lastly, if you could elaborate on something that you said in the recent um, stream that you did. You mentioned that they all, like these different um societies follow the laws of Tehuti. And I also hear you quoting um, the Bible a lot. And I was just wondering um, what I don't think I really grasped the, the point. Because when you, understand, when you understand when you understand natural law principles, you should be able to see them in all the religions. Okay. Even though, even though the Bible also has lies in it. Okay, well, I mean, you call it a lie. Have you, have you ever heard of something called Aesop's Fables? Did your, no. did your mother teach? Okay, I want you to Google that on the internet. When I was a young boy, my grandma used to read Aesop's Fables to me. Aesop's Fables has a lot of talking animals in it. But mm-hmm. they always had a moral to the story. Okay, so you are being taught principles utilizing talking animals. Now, the talking animals, I know, are fictitious. But does that negate 
the truth that it's trying to be conveyed to you. So my thing to you is what I notice about a lot of y'all is that y'all not really, y'all not looking for truth. Y'all trying to assuage your ego in some kind of way. Okay. Well, this black, this is black people stuff and all that. I don't care about if it's black or white or anything. I only care about the truth. So if you make truth, okay, your first priority, you should be able to identify it wherever you see it. And the only way you're going to identify truth is you got to understand what the natural laws are. Once you understand that, because see what will happen is when you read the Bible, for instance, there's a thing in the Bible that says, do not give your strength to women that which can destroy kings. All right. Mm -hmm. That was a very beautiful way of reading. Don't give women your sperm. Now, Mm -hmm. on first blush, you may not understand what that's talking about. But when you understand the power of sperm, then you're like, okay, I understand why I said that. It's not it's not it's not an indictment against women. It's not calling women evil or anything like that. It's like, nigga, every time you bust a nut, you're killing yourself and dumbing yourself down. Okay, so those, right. those are things that you find that in the Bible. Now, I can go past the Bible and find that in older manuscripts, but does that, but that, but that negate the truth that is being espoused in the Bible? Right. Uh, let me tell you this. Meat, uh, wait, look, there's another one. Milk for babe, meat for men. That's in the Bible. But that didn't come from the Bible. That same thing was uh, was said in Egypt mm-hmm. before the Bible. Right. And okay, I think so, there's a lot of things in the Bible that do come from, um, you know, the book of coming forth of the person rule. So I do agree there's a lot of truth within the Bible. But within, like, even, like, some of the, the you know, even when they talk about, you know, so-called Egypt, um, Hebrews being enslaved there and there being no record of that, you know, and that being the most documented, you know, <laughs> civilization that we can, that we can. And I've said that, yeah, that Egypt, Egypt, Egypt was documented history. They have the best documents out of anybody in antiquity. And, yes, there is no evidence that Hebrews were enslaved to Egyptians uh, in, in, uh, in any of the documents. Now, the thing about that is you're absolutely correct in something like that, and you need to be able to discern these different things in there. When you look at what is Genesis chapter 15, verse, verses 13, mm-hmm. all right, and all these, these different things, I agree with you in, uh, on those points. You got to understand, but then that's when you got to get into the translation. Like earlier, um, somebody was on here talking about the Tower of Babel. And they think that Babel means confusion. Babel doesn't mean confusion. It means doorway to hell. They were, does it really mm-hmm. make sense that they were building a tower to heaven? Or were they building a spaceship? Okay, now, to accept the fact that they were building a spaceship, you would have to accept the fact that our ancient civilizations were more advanced than we are today. Okay, but right. that's not what's being taught to you. Now, you have to understand another thing. You have to give people what they want, so they want what you have to give. I'm very aware of everything that you're saying, but it's not going to be acceptable to everybody. You have to take people. Are you going to sit here and start talking about calculus to a third grader? <laughs> no, you're going to take him through the degrees first, right? Right. Okay, before you can do calculus, you got to learn what? Addition. Well, you can do algebra. You got to learn the rules of order of operation and addition, subtraction, multiplication, and uh, what is it? Multiplication, addition, subtraction, and division. 
Okay. You got to know that. Subtraction, right. addition, multiplication, and division. All right. So once you learn that, now I can go and show you something else additionally. All right. Most of these people that you're talking about, they won't even take the time to look up in a, in a, in a, in a language. I did a video on YouTube, God, God, God. Okay. The word God is not in any of the ancient manuscripts. All right. Where it says, okay. when God said, let us create man in our image and after our likeness. All right. This word God in Hebrew is Elohim. It's a plural. Okay, mm-hmm. when he say gonna make us gods, it's the same word in Hebrew, Elohim. All right, the, okay, what is this God that's being talked about in the book of Genesis? Is it the creator of the boundless right. universe, or are we talking about something else? Okay, so there, right, right now, everybody's been fed a certain paradigm their entire life. To shatter that paradigm, you got to give people knowledge. I, and the reason I know this is because I know what I went through. I had a concept about God that had been fed to me all my life as a Jehovah's Witness growing up. To be brought mm-hmm. out of that, it required study, a lot of damn study, that mo- the average person not be going to be willing. So when you look at people, I talk about the Bible. The Bible is something that is acceptable to the overall majority of the population. Now, are you concerned with the population? Or are you concerned with yourself? Or are you concerned with showing how smart you are? Okay, as a teacher, okay, when you become a teacher, Right, you have to learn how to bring uh, extract information out of people. It's a slow process of opening somebody's eyes to something. Right, you know you're not going to pound it on them and say, "Look, this is the lie." Something people can look at something right in front of their face and not see it. You know how many people they can see right on the pyramid walls that the Egyptians was black and they still say Egyptians wasn't black. Is it right? It's right there. It's right there on the goddamn wall. You see pictures? They didn't put up. No, they weren't black. They wasn't black. They weren't black. They weren't black people. Like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? You know, so, it, you know what I'm saying? So if somebody can look at something right in their face and can't accept it, and you will sit here, and you know why? Because you, people have different perceptions, all right? This is why in law, you have to have a stipulation. In other words, when you go to court, unless y'all have agreed to what the facts are, then you have an argument. And the reason that you have to have that is because no two people see everything the same way. Okay. You may, if I look at the sky and it's blue, well, you may be colorblind. You may have a deficiency in the cones and rods in your eye and not be able to distinguish color the same way I have and get into an argument with me and start saying, man, why you keep calling the sky blue? It ain't blue, it's gray. Mm-hmm. So how, so the first step is yeah. we got to get on a level where we can agree. What can we agree on? All right, let's start there. What can we agree on? And then we can move forward from that. Let's start with what we can agree on first. And then we can talk about what we don't agree on later on and why this uh, this disagreement has occurred. You know, so right. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a process. Go ahead. Yeah. I think it's interesting because, you know, what, what can we agree on, right? And I feel like nature is that thing that we can agree on. And even what you just said about um, the word God. And when we go back to our ancestors and the word for God in the Medunetra or what they call, what, what is called the hieroglyph, God is Netter. And they try to teach oh, us the that they weren't, they yeah, weren't, nature. Um, they weren't they weren't monotheistic 
but they still had, there was Netar and Neteru. If you're talking about all of the divine forces of nature, you're talking about Neteru, you go the plural. If you're just talking about the, the overall energy, you say Netar. And okay, that would so, be the letter. Okay, N-E-R. so now, now you understand. Now you understand why why you are in now you understand why in Hebrew you got Elo and Elohim. Right, right. But the interesting thing about that word and what you said about God and bringing it back to nature is when you have the N, the T, and the R, because there weren't we don't know the vowels. We don't know what the vowels were our ancestors used, but just that N T R, Nitzir, you add the A, the U, and the E right in between, and you have nature. It's the same, it's literally the same vibration we're using now for what people call God, nature, creation. Uh, uh, right, that's correct. That, that's absolutely correct. But nature is not, is not the origin or the source of everything. When you go and study Tahuti, um, the source, mm-hmm. like in the Greeks, the Greeks call it chaos. All right? Or in the Kabbalion, you would call it the undifferentiated. Everybody has ascribed some sort of name for something that cannot be defined. Even the Egyptians really couldn't define mm-hmm. it. Right? The Egyptians had an un, a understanding of how, of how nature operates, but the overall source of everything is unknowable and undefinable. And this is coming straight out of Tahuti's documents. He didn't even try to do it. See, you got these people, they come up with the divine feminine. They'll say, they'll say it was Mother Nature. Yeah, it is feminine because it's receptive. It's a receptive principle. But in the Bible, you got... Father God. He said, well, God wasn't a man. Okay, well, it's a principle. Okay, he's speaking something into existence. That's a masculine. That's a masculine energy. It's called an active principle. Anything active is masculine. Anything receptive is feminine. And you find that on the spiritual, mental, and physical plane. The conscious mind is masculine. The subconscious is feminine. Okay? All right? Mother right. Earth. All right? In the Bible, they don't use the word nature. They use the word wisdom. Wisdom is always referred to as a she. You will never see wisdom. That's Mm, that's very interesting. You will will never see wisdom referred to in a masculine sense. Huh? Go ahead. No, I said interesting because it's backwards from what our ancestors um in terms of like the masculine and the feminine obviously i mean well english is english english is english is is a language of confusion that's why you should go back to the original languages and find out the egyptians felt that um uh greek and latin were very primitive languages they felt they were primitive so i agree with that i don't have any i don't have any uh, argument with you at that at all i've studied all this i I know how they felt about it they didn't they looked down on those people as children Okay, so yeah, all right, you're right. But English today that you're yeah. speaking is a hodgepodge of Latin, Greek. It's a mixture of a whole bunch of different languages poured into a pot. Yeah, as Malcolm said, it's the language of liars. <laughs> so yeah, I agree with that. I don't have a problem with that at all. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you go and study it. You got, and you're on the right path. You know, study my aunt. You know, the 42 negative confessions. You see that has its root. It was before the Ten Commandments. All right. But you got to understand, once you understand all those things, then you can read the Bible with a different set of eyes, and you won't be so mm-hmm. prejudiced. Again, you got to understand there's a difference in religion and theology. Religion is something that is inherent in everyone in that we all have some sort of in, in innate sense 
that there is a creator, that there is a one, that there is a force that regulates everything in nature. Theology is when you get all these different interpretations of something where the disagreements start right. to come. All right. So, right. you know, we, I, I'm not right. interested in your theology. I'm interested in, you know, your religion is your, your a practice that you do every day, you know. So the thing is, is that it's an internal thing. You know, you know the truth. You have, you have a sense called intuition. You can intuit the truth. The truth, that's what intuition is, the quick realization of truth. When somebody speaks the truth to you or you read the truth, it resonates with you. When you go into exactly. a bookstore and you pick a book off the shelf, I pick up book, I open, I glance through it, it don't resonate with me, I put it back. And then I pick up another book, I read it, it starts resonating with me, and I might buy that one. But you cannot foist your vibratory frequency onto somebody else because everybody's at a different stage of development. Yeah, I I hear you. I receive that. <laughs> um, right, I appreciate I appreciate your time um, and your work. I'm wondering, do you will you come to New York at any point? Are you do you do in person like? live in yeah, somebody person. trying to give me back go back i ain't been on the road by two years you know i might get back on the road you know and start you know youtube i've been doing these videos and caught me up i was actually getting ready to do some spiritual videos i, I was going to do about one or two more um i did secure party stuff and then i was going to start doing videos audio books on spiritual information and stuff like that because that's really where my heart is too you know i was really into that subject yeah. that you're talking about right now you know the natural laws like what you just said, righteousness is understanding the natural laws, the laws of nature. You know, you got to bring yourself in harmony with that. All right? When you harmonize yourself, now you're living what's called right knowledge. Okay, when you right yourself with the forces of nature and understand that the forces of nature are here for your benefit. All right? Once you understand that, now you can start manipulating them because you are the God. You can make these forces work to your benefit. I saw a very beautiful passage that said the only way to defeat nature is to obey her. Hmm. Now that's so something you should marinate on. I don't know. I ain't, can't tell you right now. I ain't even had nothing scheduled to plan to go to. I'd have been to New York by fifty times. All right, uh, <laughs> but uh, I have, you know. But oh. it's uh, you know, but uh, it's like, and you know, I haven't been up there. No, you know, I go up to New York. It's crowded. You know, it's like a million damn cars and shit. I'm like, man, I live up here in this shit. You know, I'm like, ah, dog. You know, I can't wait to get back down south. You know, it's some room. It's <laughs> <laughs> some no, room can, down can south. Can we work on it? Can we work on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be happy to. I'll be happy. Yeah, look, look. We can get you. We can stay in Brooklyn. You don't have to be in the, in the city. <laughs> 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 You know, now I, yeah, I come up there. I'm not, I'm not adverse coming. I go up there all the time. I, I, I actually enjoy visiting up there. You know, I enjoy visiting. It's just not a place I want. I relish living, but uh, definitely, I, I love going there to visit. All uh, the shopping, all the store, everything. I love going up there. You know, it's, it's always. I always have a nice time when I go to New York. Next time, right. if my, I can get, my... if, if I get a good guide when I'm up there who can guide me around. Through everything, no, we probably, got you. We yeah. will take care of you. My elder, her name's Michonne. She's listening right now. Um, right. We will take care of you. She's she is the guide. I mean, she's like Brooklyn <laughs> bred, and she's she's the one. <laughs> she <laughs> she's, she's All right, the guide. Okay. 
Well, I will definitely, I'll definitely, we can definitely plan something. I'm definitely open to coming up there. You know, somebody want to invite me up, I'll jump on the plane and come up there, okay? What's the best way to contact you about that? Uh, email me. I ain't getting my phone number out over there, but just email me at highfrequencyblogtalk at gmail.com and put, you know, an all capital font, you know, New York trip, and I'll see it because I get 100 emails, so okay. make it prominent so I can see it, okay? Okay. It's highfrequencyblogtalk? Yeah, gmail.com. Okay. All right. Give thanks. All right. You're welcome. Peace, sister. All right. Blessings. Peace. All right. Okay, y'all. That's it for me today. I know I got this a whole bunch of other people. I mean, there's a million people. The boys lit up. I can't get to everybody today. But I will be on tomorrow. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Okay? Be on again tomorrow. We'll do the whole run through the whole rundown again. And if you already, you know, y'all, a lot of y'all, y'all got to give some other people time to talk. You know, y'all talk today. Give somebody else a chance to call in. You know, some people they they know how they know they know they know the move. They like, okay, he didn't he didn't put it in. Uh, he didn't he didn't post the show. So I'm gonna call in five ten minutes before the show and hit one. So I'll be the first in line. You know, I didn't talk to you two three days in a row. Give some of these other people the opportunity to call in into the show, okay? But with that, that's it for me today, y'all. I'm 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 out. You know, I'm exhausted right now. I'll give me something to eat and do some things. But I appreciate all of you, you know, your support and everything. And I will be back on tomorrow morning. Peace to all the gods and goddesses. Y'all have a wonderful New Year's Eve. Y'all be careful out there, you know. And like that video says, you know, uh, if you get pulled over by the police, you know, am I being detained? If you're being detained, invoke the fifth and then shut the fuck up. (laughs) All right. Okay. So peace to all the gods and goddesses. I will see y'all tomorrow. Peace, y'all. Peace. Already. Already. Yay. I get up with the frequency each and every Living my life with a sovereign mind. 
one in this world is to spread love and greatness to you using my music for we out of time so for the divine i'm doing my due diligence giving some peace to views that's too militant doing it different i got purpose and position feel the vibration transmission is the mission Need you to listen to these words, my dude. I swear my third eye got a bird's eye view. And do you want to sync up? Because I do. Surfing this wave, follow as we ride through. All this energy, fact. Over fiction when I rap. That high frequency, yeah, we on that. Sync with the most divine. Catch contact. Physicality beyond that. High frequency, we on that. Mind over matter. Thoughts not scattered. Co-stars, co-create and spiral up. No Cause this is very great to every state The burden on my back, well I carry weight uh, High frequency, high power, free spirit Talking to the man upstairs and yeah, he hear it Man, I'm riding the wave inspired by the days When we sparked up, that was the light of the haze But now I'm synced up, yeah, my drink's up Am I drinking again? Well, you know, yeah, the gig's up Freedom ain't free, believe them, they not me The oppressor knows my melanin rich Got free, that means I got away. BS, not today. Stop and say we good. Okay, no more drops today. This the high frequency, they gon' feel this. Still with optimism, but still, I'm the realist. They gon' feel this, yeah, real quick. Bring the chorus in. That's real shit. All this energy, fact. Over fiction when I rap. That high frequency, yeah, we on that. Sync with the most divine. Catch contact. Physicality beyond that. High frequency, we on that. Mind over matter. Thoughts not scattered. Co-stars, co-creating. Spiral up. No latitude. Heaven or hell. Send you. Leave a trail. The high and low polarities. The vibrations, they all rare. Paul Savage you already know, you are locked in, tuned in live, high frequency radio, sync up, a better way of life, better than what, better than what you have, I like what I have, <laughs> I understand that. But your people live in the Stone Age. We live at the beginning of a great industrial revolution. He doesn't understand Chief, why any... Chief, the United States government is offering you a piece of land of your own. We have our own land. Uh, no, it's, it's not yours. It's the U.S. government's. Did they buy it? No. Did they trade for it? No, it's not like that. We... Then how can they own it? He has a point. If you accept our offer, you won't have to hunt buffalo anymore or roam the prairie. You can depend on your country to take care of you. You are not my country. 
We will give you everything you need if you will just submit to living on a reservation. We need nothing from you. Mr. Durant, if we could just... I'm done, Reverend. Good luck. getting here. One way ticket and you're talking to me about healing through belief. You're a man looking at the world through a keyhole. You've spent your whole life trying to widen that keyhole, to see more, to know more. And now, on hearing that it can be widened in ways you can't imagine, you reject the possibility. No, I reject it because I do not believe in fairy tales about chakras or energy or the power of belief. There is no such thing as spirit. We are made of matter nothing more. You're just another tiny, momentary speck within an indifferent universe. You think too little of yourself. Oh, you think you see through me, do you? Well, you don't. But I see through you! your astral form out of your physical form. Listen, that tea. Psilocybin, LSD. Just tea. With a little honey.
greatest radio network on the planet. High Frequency Radio Network. Sync up.